0: Across the UK, online, online and on DAB.
1: Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Good evening,
2: dear listener. 0344 499 Let's try again, shall we? Just focus. Great actors in terrible films. Okay, you didn't get it last week. And I, don't, I have no idea why you didn't get it. So let's try again. 0344 499 Late nights with Ian Lee.
0: ...across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement.
1: Uncut, after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah, I, I've got, I think I've got, um, uh, a stinking cold. I think that's what I've got. I woke up in the middle of the night with the, um, sweats, the shakes, the headaches, the, um, the sweats, the, the sweats, the shakes, the headaches. That was it. Oh, and I had a very sore throat. That's a cold, isn't it? That's a cold. Um, it's Monday. Um, let's see how far we go with this, shall we? 03444991000 is the, um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can watch us as well on YouTube. Um, If you go look for the Rabbit Hole TV on YouTube, you can watch the show live on there as well. Um, But tonight, I thought we'd do um, something that we um, did last week, and you guys didn't get it right. You didn't get it right at all. And it's a really simple phoner. Great actors in lousy movies. Great actors in lousy movies. Great actors in lousy movies. Now, let me give you a few pointers, right? Alec Guinness is a great actor, right? Sylvester Stallone is not a great actor. And then when I tweeted that at the weekend, those people, two people going... Yeah, but can you imagine anyone else playing Rocky? What? C- can you imagine anyone else playing Rocky? What? I don't even know what that means! What the hell does that even mean? I ignored them. Um, loads of you are muted on Twitter. I've unmuted all of you. God, I'm, God, you're dumb. You are, really. Can you imagine anyone else playing but playing Rocky. I mean, flipping heck. Kath, can you do me a favour? Can you plug in my computer, please? Before I run out of uh, juice. Before I run out of juice. So, we're going to do that phone-in again. We're going to do that phone-in again. Um, and I'm hoping that this week you'll get it right. Okay? 03444991000... As per usual, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. You know the score. The other thing that I had on my mind was very simply, people are 03444991000. People, huh? Because people are really getting on my nuts. They are. We went to Waitrose to get um, a sandwich. OK, because we are posh. And um, the, there was the checkout, the self-checkout thing where you scan it and you buzz it through. And everyone was taking up loads of space. So there was no room for us to put our stuff because they had all the bags and stuff, not even bags of shopping, just on the little ledge. So There was no room for us. All right. Fair enough. I can live with that. And there were th- three or four people doing when they went, they all left their baskets on the little ledge. So I picked them up and collected them. Because someone's got to do it. I c- People, huh? Here's one. So I sold my GameCube um, online, on eBay, right? And uh, I've I pretty much made the money back. I've probably lost a tenner on it, which I'm okay with. Okay. So it went for 51 quid. 51 quid. That means someone probably bid 50 quid, and someone bid 51 quid, and they got it. And they wanted to come and collect it, which is fair enough. All right. Saves them a few quid on postage. Beautiful. This fella rocked up to come and collect it. I mistakenly gave him my phone number and I'm downstairs. All right. Beautiful. So I went down and he pulled out a roll of tenors. And I was thinking, here we go. He said, have you got any change? I've only got tenors. And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not the post office. I'm not WH Smith's. I'm not Tesco Express. I said, no, I haven't got any change. He went, oh. What are we going to do? Now, of course, well, if this had been at my house, <laughs> I would have said, well, you're not getting it for 50 quid. In fact, I've done that before. Someone rocked up to my said, He said, uh, he said, you got it for 45. He said, tell you what, I'll give you 40 for it. I went, nah, I don't think so. He went, all right, I'll go with that. I went, yeah, it's fine. And he paid, of course. And this fella, and it's only a, it's only a quid, dear listener. It's only a quid. It's only one pounds. Um, but um, I, I said, oh, you might as well just take it then. People, huh? In it though, really, people. Yeah. Have you got any change? I've not got nine pounds. Nine pounds change. Of course, I haven't. Well I haven't got any one. You knew you were coming. You knew it was a quid? And then he's saying, I'll leave you good feedback. I'm thinking, Oof. you do you do that, Sunshine, that I'm going to tell the truth about you. Also, I've blocked his telephone number, so he can't call me up when he plugs into his TV, and he'll say, it doesn't work. And I go, well, yeah, that's a known fault on uh, with GameCubes and modern TVs. Sorry, geezer. So, um, t- t- tonight, I just, and, and it really is nothing more specific than that. It's a very vague thing. Um, but it's just people, huh? Last night, uh, me and Kath went to see Danny Baker, um, do his show. It was brilliant. I would suggest it was perhaps maybe, you know, three or four days too long, but it was brilliant. And we went backstage to, to meet Danny before. Kath, you still got my t-shirt. Um, and, um, and it was a brilliant show, right? But people are in the interval. What well, the no? Let's go back a little bit. The first half was two hours. First half was two hours, and there was a fella next to me with his missus, and we got free seats, you know, and we were up in the, the gods and stuff. Love, but it was just, it was still good. And the fella next to me, every time Danny Baker started telling another story, he went oh, You know, he was doing that. Let's give it off. Oh, oh, and he but he was and he was getting louder. And louder, and he was—he was probably a little bit shorter than me, but he was quite a tall bloke. So he was—it was—but there was room. There was room. I'm a tall guy. There was room, and um, he just—oh, f- f- oh, Jesus! Christ. Oh, why? Do- and, and then at one point, he's going, well, "Why don't you just go to the interval? Stop telling these stories." People, huh? when we came back from the interval, he didn't return. His missus did. But he didn't return. Going to the toilet. Went and queued in the toilet. It was a big queue. I was stood behind a door. Fella pushed the door open and pushed it onto me quite aggressively. Now, I, when you know that there's going to be a big queue at a venue, first of all, you don't push the, the, the door particularly hard. Secondly, instead of saying, oh, sorry, mate, he went, oh, you're Ian Lee people huh people talking to people in public toilets it's not the done thing people huh 03444991000 is the telephone number so we got we got two good ones for you people huh and um great actors in rubbish films i'm prepared to do the great actors in rubbish films for as long as it takes until we get a full show of decent phone calls where everyone gets it. I'm I'm speaking specifically, I suppose, to Paul in Stoke Poges. Um and and Paul in Liverpool. I wonder. I'm trying to think if I know any other Pauls that are idiots. Any narcissistic idiots called Paul. I wonder if that's the name Paul. If you can we do it can you can we do an experiment? If your name is Paul and you've never phoned up before, or you've phoned up. If your name is Paul, can you give me a call tonight, please? 0344-499-1000. Uh, because uh, it, if you don't phone in and defend your 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 name, by one o'clock at the end of this show, I'm going to assume that all Pauls are narcissistic idiots. So it's up to you, Paul. 344 499 1,000 is the telephone number. Plenty to talk about. Pauls, people, huh? Um, great actors in terrible films. Oh, and this is open until June the 8th, right? How the hell do we make the general election interesting as a phone-in topic? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really, really struggling. How the hell do we make the general election interesting as a phoning topic, because my bosses are really putting the screws on me. They want this to be the late night home of general election talks. I'm going, well, but guys, there's no way of making it fun. Guys, there's no way of making it fun. But that's what they want. 3 44 is the phone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and D.A.B. Late night, Ian Lee on the talk radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Oh, 0344 499 four, 1000. Yes, Stuart. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. A bit out of practice. It's, I've not been doing this for two days, so I'm a little bit rusty. I think I can make this work. Hang on. Yes, Stuart. Hello, Ian. There How we go. You? There we go. We need to bash the old desk. That's what was required. Yes. Right. You
3: want a, a great actor in a bad movie.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing, right? Yes. If we get one call that doesn't get it, or I don't think we've had enough answers, we'll do it tomorrow. No,
3: I've, got it. I've listened. I've listened to it. We'll do months. it. Hang on a minute. Shut it. up. I've got, I've got shut up. Now,
2: eh? Shut up. I'm talking. If yeah, we okay. shut. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. A- <laughs> shut Will you shut up? If we get one caller that doesn't get it, or I think we don't get enough answers, we'll do it tomorrow. And if we don't get enough answers or one caller doesn't get it tomorrow, we'll do it Wednesday. We'll do, we will keep on doing it. Stuart, you're a bold man. You're a bold man. Stop talking! with i talking! You're a bold man. You've come on first. What you got?
3: Lord Olivier. Yeah. Is this a great actor? He's a great actor, Stuart, yes. He was in the remake of The Jazz Thing with Neil Diamond, which was the worst remake of a very bad movie in the first place.
2: There we go. We mentioned that last week. Yes, I will let you have that one. A great actor Thank in you. a bad movie.
3: OK, well, I didn't listen last week it was because I had better things to do, but I have got the pre Hang, you... Hang on
2: a minute. What do you mean you had better things to do?
3: What does that even mean? Making money, man. You have to make money, don't you? Sometimes you have to work and I can't listen while I'm working, sir.
2: Unbelievable. and do you do you talk over
3: everybody who talks to you at work? Well you do, so why not? Good enough for you, it's good enough for me. You're a very rude man, aren't you, Stuart? I can be. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I answered your question correctly, so I think that's it enough laid that to bed for the night, okay? Yes, well, well why don't you go and earn some money? I've finished for the day. I've done 12 hours a day. Well, probably more than you have, actually. Well, well, hang on a minute. What has the number
2: of hours you've done got to do with, with, with making you better than me? I didn't say I was better than you. I no, 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 but well. that was the implication I'm that came across. Begin, why, yes. would you, why would you even say, because I've done more hours than you? Why would you even say that? Because some of us work for a living.
3: What well, do you honestly. think? Hang on a minute, Stuart. You are a rude little man. What do you think I do for a living? Obviously you work. I mean, you're, you're just picking on me for the sake of it. I'll no, you I'm not picking on, no, I, I, I'm to... picking on you for the sake of it. I'm picking on you because you're rude. I have answered your question correctly. Then you might
2: have dig at me because you point. think I only work three hours a night. No, of course you don't. But then why did you have a little pop popper me? I tell you what, Stuart, if you want a, a middling paid job in the media, why don't you go to university for three years? Why don't you sign on for five years? Why don't you get housing benefit for five years? Why don't you borrow loads of money off people for five years who are prepared to take a punt on you?
3: I think you're probably missing the point here, Ian, actually, because I, I work for a living in a bad job Because while I'm studying, and I also... Um,
2: I'm not missing any point. Know. You've come on and had a pop because you work more hours than me, no, as if I've that somehow makes, makes you a better me. person, as though I'm in Mortal. Easy Street. I, I had to work bloody hard and put, put everything on black on the hope that it would pay
3: off. And you wonder why you don't get any callers? Seriously.
2: I get loads of callers. I've got two callers lined up. I never say I don't get any callers. I've got loads of callers. And they're all better and less rude than you. Excellent.
3: You go
2: for that then. Okay. No problem. Unbelievable. People, huh? People, huh? Proves my point. What a rude man. What a rude man. People, huh? And I'm in quite a good mood tonight. People. Huh? 0344. 4991000. Yes, Ray. Ray, you've got 30 seconds. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you say my name. Okay, Ray. I don't want to upset you tonight. Okay, well then let's get to the point. Right. Two, I was fine points. until we spoke to Rude Stewart. <laughs> who works twelve hours a day? de bloody do, Stuart. Well done. Twelve hours a day. Well, that's great. let's let's have a, a Stuart parade, shall we?
3: <laughs> Raymond, what would you like to say? Great actors in a rubbish film. Yeah,
2: that great actors in a rubbish film. Now, if one person gets it wrong, we do that. We do the phone in again tomorrow. So let's 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 just hope, Ray. You sound like an intelligent person. You sound like you've got manners. Let's hear it. T- two two
4: great actors actually in this film wow. um, Robert De Niro. Yep. Al Pacino. Yep. And the film is called Righteous Kill.
2: I'm going to have that. We had that last week, but it doesn't matter. Oh, it, no, it doesn't matter, Ray. It can be repeated. Um, that, that is fine. Yes, perfect. You've got it. Well done. This is great. We got two out of two.
5: Shall I go for another one just in case then? <laughs> go on then. <laughs> Well, definitely a great actor, Anthony Hopkins.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll give you that.
5: Mission Impossible 2.
2: I have never seen a Mission Impossible film. Hang on a minute, I know someone who will have done. Hang on. Craig? Hello, here. Mission Impossible 2, is it any good or is it rubbish? It's quite good. Sorry, Ray, we do the phone-in again tomorrow because of you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I had three as well. Well, you, you could, we're still doing it tonight. Oh, that's OK, then. Hang on a
3: minute. Hang on a minute. I'll take this. Yes! basically, I wasn't. I was being polite. So. Well,
2: you were t- you were talking over
3: him, Stuart, while he was trying to talk to you. No, not at all. I was not at all. He was talking to me. and you know, He was just chatting over the top of what I was talking well, to. Well, it's to his to. job. I'm he's the host.
2: He's the host, Stuart. He's supposed to be talking. OK, no problem. I'll just go and listen to someone else. I well, um, can I, I recommend I like... Ian Collins on LBC? Because he's really good for people that aren't very bright. You think I'm not very bright, right? yeah, yeah, mate, cos you're talking to Ian Lee, you're on the air now, you muppet. Yeah, call me. Call me. Thank you very much for calling. This is what I'm dealing with. Um, what is going on? We dumped that. You would have heard that, um, you would have heard that on, uh, if you were watching on YouTube. I apologise. We did dump that, didn't we, Edward? Yes. He um, basically said, I could go and make love to myself with a rusty nail. Oh, oh. you heard that, Craig. So uh, so apologies to the YouTubers. What, a, <laughs> what an idiot. It's going to be a good show, I think. I've got a feeling with, this has turned into a late night phone-in all of a sudden. The last week, we've become a late night phone-in. Yes, Craig, what have you got for us? So, you, you, oh. are you, We can still do great oh. actors and rubbish films tonight, but we are now doing it tomorrow because of Mission Impossible 2. i got three. Go on, then. Bill Murray in Garfield. He's not a great actor. Oh, he is. No, 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 he's not. He's not a great actor. I think
4: he is. He's matured into a great actor.
2: No, he hasn't. He's a good actor. Give us number two. Gary Oldman. in Tiptoes. I'll give you Gary Oldman, yeah.
4: when he plays a dwarf in Tiptoes. Okay. And Mackenzie Crook.
2: But he's not a great actor. Oh, he's your best mate. He's, no, he's not my best mate. He's a good actor, but he's not up there with Olivier. In Sex Lives of the Potato Man. Craig, right, we're, well, we're doing it tomorrow because of you, and uh, because of Mission Impossible. If he thinks I'm rude, he can go and make love to himself with a rusty nail. Well, that's quite rude. That's, I've never even heard that suggestion. That's quite a rude suggestion. <laughs> God. Let's put that out as a little SoundCloud clip, shall we, guys? And we'll put it up on the YouTube channel as a little thing. Honestly, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a, I'm, I feel ill and I feel run down, but I'm not in a bad mood. I just, I'm not in the mood for rudeness. Let's try Neil. Good evening, Neil.
6: Hip, 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 hip. Yeah. Hip, 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 Neil. Yeah, um, I've got three actors in some slightly dodgy films you might be interested in. Are
2: they great actors? Can you imagine them playing Shakespeare? I shall kick off with Sydney Poitier, then, in The Jackal. Oh, I'll give you Sydney Poitier. I will give you Sydney Poitier. OK. The Jackal's quite a good film, isn't it? Um, if you can look past Richard Kidd's dodgy Irish accent, then yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of The Day of the Jackal. It's not that, then. Oh. No, OK. No, it, 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 I, I think it's a remake of The Day of the Jackal. Oh, no, no, no. OK, right, Sydney Poitier, yes.
6: Faye Dunaway in dunstan Checkson. in. In Dunstan-Sexton? Dunstan checks in. Oh, Is the monkey Dun- film. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you that. The monkey film, yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do as well c- tonight. Thank you for this, Neil. Um, let's compile the top ten monkey films, shall we? It's got to be... Um, what's the one with Right Turn, Clyde? Every Which Way But Loose? That's the one, yeah. That's a- right Turn, Clyde. And he's an orangutan. And every time Clint Eastwood says Right Turn, Clyde, he punches um, someone. And then he drinks <laughs> beer and smokes yeah. cigars. You wonder what happened to that orangutan? You wonder what happened to him. He ended yeah. up coke and hooky. Um, what other monkey because fi- Because Mon- they made loads of monkey films in the 70s, didn't they? Monkeys were... Um, wasn't there a monkey in... Um, it was either one of the Smokey and the Bandits, or it might have been Cannonball Run 2.
6: Did they do a King Kong remake in the 70s? Yes, they did.
2: As well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That'll go in there. There was, well, there was one with Burt Reynolds. I think
6: it was a Cannonball Run.
2: Hmm. Anyway, 344 films with monkeys in. Anyway, go on. Uh, one
6: more, one more. I've got Walter Matthau in Dennis.
2: Hey, I'll get Neil. Listen, well done, mate. You've been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is fantastic. If I were James O'Brien and this was Mystery Hour, I'd give you a round of applause. Um, I tweeted you Peter O'Toole in High Spirits at the weekend as well. Well, then, then may God bless you for that, Neil. 344 uh, yeah. 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we're still looking for some Pauls to call in Pauls and Stuarts Pauls and Stuarts can you call in and defend your name because uh, i'm beginning to get the idea that all Pauls and all Stuarts are um narcissists and a little bit rude oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand tell you a name where the people are always nice Jamie's evening Jamie
6: Good evening, Ian. How are you? <laughs>
2: you always know that you're going to get... Uh, if, you, if you meet someone called Jamie, if you're introduced to someone called Jamie, then you're going to know it's a nice guy. Or, or a Thanks. nice lady.
6: Yeah, thank you very much. You're yeah. very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I called him, he really was the uh, great actors in rubbish movies. Yes. Um, in terms of a British film, yes. uh, it's a good... You know, it was a great cast. Uh, Timothy Spall. Uh, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on Sorry, a minute, stop on.
2: the clock, stop the clock. Go on. Catherine, yeah.
6: uh, we've got stewards, we've got
2: stewards. Get on the microphone, please, we've got a stewards inquiry here. Great actors, mm-hmm. give, give him. Give her the actor, Jamie. Okay, Timothy Spall. It's borderline, isn't it? Oh, he's borderline. I
7: mean, he's an he, excellent yeah. character actor.
2: He's very good. But? Is he great? Is uh, borderline. Sh- yeah, we're going we're doing it again tomorrow anyway. Let's be generous to Jamie, and let's say that like Timothy Spall is the lowest grade great actor we will take. It's not
7: quite Pete Postlethwaite, is he?
6: Oh, Postlethwaite. <laughs> What's the film, Jamie? Uh, it's called My Angel, but when it was released on DVD, it, w- it was renamed Christmas Angel for the market. Did and... it feature Christmas in any way whatsoever? It did for about five seconds, and I mean it had a supporting cast of uh, Celia Emery and Blender Breffin and uh, the late Mel Smith as well. Oh, it was but a that, brilliant that
7: That doesn't mean anything these days. Have you seen Dude, Where's My Donkey?" Oh,
6: yeah. uh, I think
3: so. It was terrible.
2: Yeah. Jamie, listen, it was a brave call. Um, I'm not going to berate you because at least you've got manners, and I like the name, but um, nah we're doing it again tomorrow, anyway. What do the guys at the one do you get no calls? What are you talking about? There are loads of calls. We haven't got any now. I've just came through them, you know, but that's that's by the by. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Don't worry, I'm not in a, in a bad mood. I'm not I'm having an argument just for the sake of it. I'm not. You're just a rude man. Um, but uh, Stuart, you're very welcome to call in. Again, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm not in a bad mood, so feel free to pick up the phone and call in. We've got quite a lot cooking on the hob. People, huh? Um, Pauls and Stewart's um, great actors in rubbish films, and, um, films, oh, here we go, films that have got monkeys in, and here's a good one, films where they change the name for the DVD or the British release, there's a terrible, um, film with James Belushi in, it, it, it's, in America it's called Taking Care of Business, when it was released over here it was called Philofax. I mean, what? Oh, 0344 Don't worry, it'll cost you pennies, if anything. We call you back straight away. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: The wild man of Late Night Radio is back.
1: Ian Lee on Talk Radio. radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
1: Alan? hit on three.
2: I I uh, feel the need to sing. Will you sing with me? Of course I will. What are we singing tonight? You you start, Alan, and I'll join him. It's Monday
8: night, but week has begin. We're not in on
2: till 1. one. I've, I've survived, we go with a flow. I, I thought, you gonna, I thought Alan, sorry, Alan, I thought you were going to do a real song. I I'll uh, well, still a new jingle for you. Okay. Um, How about doing something from the Hit Parade? Um, I've lost touch
8: of modern music. About old music. Well, I could do?
2: Joe Jackson stepping out. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, have you got it on Spotify? No, have, have you ever got it on Spotify? Of course not. I've got, I've got free Spotify, so they just play whatever they want to play. I'm not paying. Well, I've got it on my mobile phone package. Have you really? Yeah. Normally we can't stop you singing. The one night I want you to sing, you're having none of it.
8: No. In the week, Oh, well,
2: sorry to hear that, Alan. What have you got for us? Well, just, 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 just to the you know, how the weekend's been? S- uh, my weekend? Yeah. Lousy. What happened? Oh, just life. Life, um is the name of the game, and I wanna play the game with you. Not with you. No, the generating game. Um, what happened? Oh, it's just lousy, Alan. My life is collapsing around my ears, sending me into a pit of despair and misery. Did you have a lads with you? Um, I was kind of working on Sunday. Um, so, I, but I I I got to see the boys and did a little bit of homework with them, and that was nice. What
8: homework was it?
2: Um, well, my youngest was learning to n- neatly write the letter G. Mmm, handwriting. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was very impressive. Um, what did we do Saturday? What did we do on Saturday. I can't remember what we did on Saturday. I've got no idea. Just just my life is um falling apart, Al. Is it the medication? Well, partly that. Um but um Oh, Saturday I went shopping for some stuff. Food shopping? No. I'll tell you on Friday. Oh, is that promising? No, it's not. It was promising, but it's not promising. But I can't tell you until Friday. Oh, a nice little teaser for the end of the week. Even then I might not be able to tell you. you have to double-double check and wait till the check is cashed as to to whether I can tell you or not. Um, but it's just, you know, I saw Danny Baker last night. That was good. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, He's one of the best writers of TMI
9: Friday ever. Yeah,
2: he's absolutely brilliant. We, We got to go backstage and meet him and meet his daughter, which was very nice. Yeah. And
8: like I say, I've never actually met Danny
2: Beggar, but uh, he is a good writer, and he works for another station. We're fighting Live. talk. BBC Five Live. That's the one. Yes, that's the one. It was good. It was good. But yes, Alan, you know, sometimes, sometimes I can't be arsed. <laughs> so today was a tough day, Alan. Today was a tough day. Oh yeah. Felt physically ill. Oh but no. I felt, no, I did. I woke up and I had the shivers. I had the shivers. And the guy's saying we've got no phone calls. Look, we've got five calls lined up. I had the shivers, but I made myself get... I hadn't eaten much over the weekend, so I made myself get up and go and have a, a fry-up. Because I thought, I need to eat something. Yeah. So I had the fry-up, and then I just went back to bed. I've been in bed all day watching back-to-back episodes of Larry Sanders.
8: All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not
8: a little classic from the 80s, that is. 90s. Oh, but it was the 80s, Larry Sanders. 90s. 90s? Oh, right, from the 90s. Well, with me, if I could watch a classic show back-to-back, back, it would be Cheers.
2: Uh, <laughs> if you could write a show, it would be Cheers. I'd, I bet it wouldn't. No, no watch a show back-to-back. <laughs> back. Here we go, here we go. Let, we, this was a phone-in I was going to do as well. I've got loads of phone-ins tonight. Um, the best sitcom character of all time. I genuinely don't think there has been a better sitcom character than Hank Kingsley from Larry Sanders. You know. With,
8: with me, it would be Fraser Crane.
2: Who? Doctor Fraser Crane. Is that like Fraser Crane? Yeah. Um he's quite good. He's he's he his show is like The Godfather too in that it's the only spin off that's better than the original. Well spin off from cheers? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said that. so to be on two comedies... Well, playing the same man. As funny. Well, playing the same man. Were there any... I've got a feeling in the back of my head... There was another spin-off from Cheers. Mm. I wonder what that was. There was another spin-off from Cheers. Let's go through the characters. There was Woody... <sighs> that's Woody Harrelson. Yeah, there was... And there was um, Tom Hanks... Not Tom Hanks, what's his name? Ted Danson. That's it. That was Sam. He... Well, Ted Danson got another sitcom, but he wasn't playing um, Sam. Maybe it was the fat guy or the postman.
10: Uh, you know the
8: postman, Cliff, he has starred in every single film that Disney Pixar
2: has ever made. Has he? And the voice. Has he really? Yeah. Hey, some sad news. No one picked up on this. Well. Apart from me, because I'm good at picking up on this. Joni died. I heard about that this morning. I I tweeted yesterday, right? Joni from Happy Days died, right? Yeah. And some miserable woman tweeted to me, no, she hasn't, because Joni is a fictional character. The actress Erin Moran has died. I thought flipping it. And then, I've got a... I've got... Oh, Can I read this tweet? Now, um... I'll read it when you've gone, because, um, I'll I, I read it when you've gone, Alan, but I got sent a very emotional tweet. I, uh, uh, yeah, anyway.
8: What have you called in for, Al? <laughs> well, look, I was just sitting to the breeze, acting have the weekend, And I can say you that Henry Winkler, he made Happy Days, his own, and the Fonz.
2: Uh, yes, he did, and you know who auditioned to be the Fonds? No. Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees and Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Well, they had their own TV show. Oh. <claps> uh, Alan, thank you very much indeed. Right, here's the thing. All right. So, I tweeted that Joni died. No, Joni didn't die was Erin Moran died. Johnny's a fictional character. Flipping it. And it's quite sad. She led a very tragic life. The, sh- the rumors are that it was drug abuse. She ended up very poor and um, very sad. And I know that um both Henry Winkler and Rich uh, Richie Cunningham Ron Howard had uh, reached out to her. Um but I was on I kind of fell down the YouTube rabbit hole, right? And I found I wonder if I can do it on my phone. Yeah, of course I can. I found Um, we'll do it after the break, because we'll go to the break and I, I can, um, do that ticket. I found the most bizarre episodes, two episodes, of different strokes ever. Did you see this tweet I did, Catherine? Did you look at any of it? Slippin' at Different stroke in the world. Don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Well, in this episode, that is completely true. Um, th- th- let's have a break, and when we come back, I'll see if I can find the episode. Uncut
1: after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: We'll have the computer there, please, Ed. So, listen, this is, this is, um, epi- this is a, a double episode. God knows how I found this. I don't know what I was looking for. Of Different Strokes. And I don't remember this. called The Bicycle Man. Let's have a listen to the, um...
11: Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. Tonight on Different Strokes, we're starting a special two-part show on a very sensitive and important subject. Oh. Now, we urge families, children and parents alike, to watch both of these informative episodes, and then to discuss the problem presented which is of deep concern to all of us.
2: Right. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born, he's a melody. Then along comes two. They got nothing but the dreams they take. Different strokes, it takes. different strokes it takes. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does, it takes.
11: Oh he has got a special guy.
2: Dana Plato, there's another sad story, the, the, the girl from it. She, um, she died very young. Cocaine, I believe. Porn. And I'll have mine. And together we'll be fine. Different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Right, so it's a fun theme, right? Goes out. Got loads of calls. Uh, French Tickler, Gatford, Cleo, Andy Dan. I will come to you in a bit, I promise. When I seem to remember, at 5.15 on a Thursday night on ITV, it was something like it's Kid Show, it Kid Show. So they do this special, two-part special called The Bicycle Man, right? And the story is, and I'm not making light of the subject matter, okay? Just the really, really ham-fisted, insensitive, completely inappropriate way they did it, right? So the story is: there's this old guy who fixes bicycles. And um, uh, Mr. D, uh, Mr. Drummond, they become friends. And the kids, uh, uh, Arnold and his um, his mate, not Willis, go round to this guy's house, right? And he grooms them. He grooms them. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. The audience are laughing. It's so... I'm going to play you a bit. Again, I'm not making light of the subject matter, okay? Very brave of them. And also, I've ordered um, Willis's um, autobiography because then I read a thing saying that a lot of the people that worked on different strokes, some of the people that worked on different strokes were paedophiles. I I know. Anyway, let me see if I can find the scene where. uh, 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 And if you find if you find this kind of thing triggering, switch off for the next five minutes. I'm not doing it to make light of it. Okay, I'm doing it just to show how inappropriate it is. Now let me find the scene where they're at the bicycle man's house. Here we go. Oh no, no! That's when they got them dressed up in sou'westers. Um, here we go.
12: Nothing much, is it, Dudley? Hardly anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> we were just sitting here, uh, waiting for the pizza to pizza.
11: <laughs> I think I see what's going on here. Oh, you guys were looking at this, huh?
12: No, we weren't. Well, Arnold was.
11: <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty magazine. <laughs> You were the one with the dangling eyeballs. <laughs> Guys, there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's I, okay. I, there is nothing wrong with looking at ladies.
10: I...
13: Even when it's that much lady to look at. <laughs> there's nothing
11: wrong with being naked. Oh. Especially, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Haven't your folks ever taken you to a museum? you know most of the famous statues are naked
12: yeah but at least they had fig leaves the one in the magazine didn't even have a piece of parsley
2: <laughs> people and they're laughing at it isn't it it's so uncomfortable
11: reason for looking at the human body and admiring it it's a work of art it's it's a magnificent Skip event. forward a
2: bit i mean it's
14: so magazine, uncomfortable here we go
11: you don't think i'm gonna let them kids have all the fun do you Look, everybody's laughing and, and horsing around, having a good time. We had a, we had a great, great old time that day.
12: Looks like fun to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd like the idea of running around and everybody staring at my bare butt. <laughs> it likes a certain dignity.
11: Well, if you ask me, there are too many uptight, dignified people in the world today anyway. It's time we all let our hair down a little bit.
4: In
12: that case, you let everything down. <laughs> and it goes on and it
2: goes on and it goes on. And it's the weirdest. It's so uncomfortable. And so inappropriate. Here's another bit. I got it.
11: Trampoline. You got a trampoline here? Well, no, but you know, we can jump up and down on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Mr. Horton, you sure got some great ideas. D- wait a minute, guys. Now, just stop calling me Mr. Horton, huh? Well, why why don't you call me by my, my nickname? Curly. I'll call you Mo and you'll be Larry. We'll pretend like we're the, the, the new, improved version of the Three Stooges, huh?
10: Whoop, boo! Whoop, boo! Hey,
11: what an act we got.
12: Hey, Curly, I think you got a customer. Um,
11: don't worry about it, guys, I'll get rid of him right
2: now. <laughs> And it goes on and on, and he plies them with wine, and oh, and they watch a porno. It, re- it This is on different flipping strokes. Different strokes. So I tweeted it. Um, I tweeted it saying, hey, do you remember that episode of different strokes when they were groomed by a pedo? No, neither do I, but it happened with laughter. Um, And I shared it. And most people went. God, that's outrageous! Oh, that's awful! God, that's terrible! Oh dear! And then I got sent a tweet by someone who basically said, "Oh, well, I'm not. Do you know? I'm not even going to read it." But she then goes in this tweet, in this very brief tweet, describes her sexual abuse, describes what happened to her and her friend, and the last three three words, no laughter here. How am I? What am I supposed to do? And then I liked her tweet. But then I'm thinking, well, that's of all the things to like. That's really inappropriate, isn't it? That's you can turn it off now, please, Ed. Thank you. That is a weird, a weird old um, the, the episode and a weird thing to tweet me. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Yes, the French tickler. Hi, hello, how are you? I'm very well. I suspect that you are going to be, be my nemesis tonight.
5: No. I was just thinking Gary Coleman had a tough life as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they all did. They all had, um, uh, yeah, they all did. Also, seriously, I was thinking, I'm I'm turning 40 this year.
10: Yeah.
5: And I was thinking earlier, you're getting older, uglier. The last two people who have made advances on me, they've both been genuinely old men. Oh, really? And I'm not even, like, properly dirty old men. Yeah. I thought, what is it about me that attracts old men? That's crazy. But what I was... It's actors I would up for tonight. Yeah. Uh, great actors and poor movies. I don't know if you've had this one. John Hurt and awful Indiana Jones film. Um. Yeah, no, we'll have that, definitely. That was a terrible film. I, which Now, which one? Because I don't think... I've only ever seen the first Indiana Jones film. Uh, the sub, the fourth one, I think it is. It's uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, think that's the one called.
2: when he's he's like, in his sixties, but he pretends that he's in his forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've not. I've, I've only ever seen the first one. They all look, a, they all look a little bit silly to me. I remember being yeah. really bored of the first. They showed it one Christmas when I was a kid, and I just thought it was so tedious.
5: Yeah, this one's probably obviously probably the maybe a few calls. Mel Malin Brando.
2: Yeah. Well,
5: yeah. He, well, he, he's everything, been everything he's been in has been a, has been awful, hasn't it? No, I was going to say uh, I don't want to insult any cultural people, but he's been in a lot of stinkers. Um, I, I,
2: I, I mean, after the uh, uh, on the waterfront and um, the one about the Indians, I don't think he's ever done anything decent. He, he was famously uh, would we'll just take the dollar.
5: Yeah, I, well, he was honest about it. As well, he, he said in his biography, he would just take the money. Yeah. Um, well, I thought the songs are obviously good Um A Streetcar Named Desire That was good But What was? Wendemar, A Streetcar Named Desire Oh, I don't I do uh, Last tedious. Tango in Paris was yeah. awful Yeah Don Juan Marco was pretty poor. Yeah
2: They all they, they sound terrible, French tickler Thank you very much Let's go to, um Oh, uh, Dan, yes, Dan
6: Roger Moore, The Curse
2: of the Pink Panther. Right. D- stop phoning me, because w- Roger Moore is not a great actor. He's a great statesman of an actor. Oh, he's a great statesman of actor? Yeah. He's a great... Was the phone-in, can you name, great a great statesman of actor that's been in a rubbish film? Was that the phone-in, Dan? Remind me.
6: It was the phone-in.
2: No, it wasn't the phone-in, Dan. I think
13: you'll find it was the phone. I have never I can, said the
2: phrase, a great statesman of actor, until uh, 30 seconds ago. It's the first time I've ever said it.
13: Well, you've said it now, and you know the way Wikipedia is. I can
2: make it so you've already said it. Stop, right, stop phoning me. Don't block his calls. I don't want to talk to him. Andy. Good evening, Andy.
3: Good evening. Good evening. Um, good great actors in poor films. Yes. Um, Morgan Freeman in uh, Invictus. He's not a great actor. Is he not? No, he's a decent actor. Uh, I thought he was quite
2: good. Andy told me to escape through the Marilyn Monroe picture and meet him by a tree. That's not bad, that's not bad. Andy told me to meet him by a tree. That's not bad, that's not bad. Um, But no, he's not a great actor. Uh, How about uh, Jack Nicholson? Nope. No? Nope.
3: I'm not doing very well
2: tonight. Hey, I have got a story about Jack Nicholson, and I'm probably—I'm going to be discreet because I was told it privately, right? Jack Nicholson is 18. Jack Nicholson used to work with the monkeys, right? A friend of mine um, has written a book, and um, the guy that put the monkeys together got in touch with him to say, "Hey, I heard about your book, and um, it was was brilliant. Thanks." And he said, "Oh, how did you hear about it?" He said, "Oh, Jack Nicholson phoned me up and started reading bits of it out to me down the phone. (laughs) How cool is that?" I probably shouldn't have said that, but uh, these things happen. Anything else? Do you know any Pauls or Stuarts, Andy? Uh, Famous ones or ones not famous? Just general, because I'm building up this theory that Pauls and Stuarts are um, are, uh, narcissists and not particularly um, clever people. Um, I know one Paul and one Stuart, I think.
8: What are they like? Uh, Kenny, I I met up with one today and he used to be a
2: pharmacist, I think. Well, he ah, he used to be a pharmacist. What went wrong? Why did he get the sack? He retired. Well, they often do that, don't they, um, when a scandal
3: is about to break? Well, he was of uh, retiring age. Is that? He was of retiring age. Okay, coincidence.
2: Um, and that was a Paul or a Stuart?
3: A Paul. Okay,
2: okay. Well, thank you, Andy. We'll certainly um, put that data into the computer. Cleo! Hello. Hello,
10: Cleo.
6: I've got a class actor in a really cracked thumb, and I've got a monkey film. Okay. Um, class actor, Lawrence, uh, not him, um, John Gielgud.
2: Yep, that's, that is a great actor. Yeah, we well love that.
6: Now, it was a kind of popular film, but I just can't stand it, called First Night. Oh, is that the one where they played Queen songs? No,
2: that's Uh-oh. Highlander. No, no, shut up, you idiot. There was a film where it was, um, like... It's set in night days, but they had We Will Rock You in the soundtrack. When he was doing a jousting fight.
6: Oh, no, that is is—I know what you mean. That's called... Second oh, Night? Something like that. Well, this is nuts. i tell you a great
2: film that I used to love. We used to... It was on, it was on Channel 4 when, um... Um, I would have been 15, so about 1988, and we all taped it. We all taped it because there was quite a lot of boob in there. Yeah. But actually, it was a good film,
6: Excalibur. You seen it? Oh, the... I've been looking at up. I've that been that, that up.
2: is a great. We were obsessed with that school because it gets really dumb. I mean, there's loads of boob in it, but it gets. Have you watched it as an adult? No, I haven't. But I'd love it. It gets very, very dark. A Lot of
6: magic well, in and it. That's the thing. It's actually phenomenally good. It's not just the boobies. When I was a kid, I was like you, boobies. No, but we, I remember I mean, we enjoyed it. We, we the, the two Aww. films
2: that me and my mates got obsessed with. they is how weird. Really we were, good. Were Excalibur and Convoy.
6: <laughs> so, <laughs> Convoy's class. Convoy's a great movie. We, we made up the soundtrack. We used to play it while we were playing um, Paperboy on his uh, it's brilliant
2: soundtrack. You can't get it on CD. You cannot
6: get probably it. Probably not, not on CD. Come on, my convoy, the tell you what, when
2: we come back, I'm going to sing the convoy theme. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come back at the top of the hour, and I'm going to, even though uh, my voice is going, and um, I've got a headache and I have got the sweats, we're going to serenade you with the convoy theme. Beautiful. Anything else, Cleo? Monkeys. Yep. Um,
6: Project X. Was That's that the, the one where they taught it. the monkey how to do sign language? And fly and escape, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Well, I know how to do the beautiful sign still.
2: Um, like I re- there, the were, there were loads of films. Yeah. There was an episode. Wasn't there an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man where they taught a monkey how to do sign language? But it was always a man was it? in a suit.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <It was> always <laughs> a man in a suit. Man well, in not a suit um clear, uh, Cleo, thank you for that. I'm going to go because I want to squeeze Gatford on. Yes, Gatford? Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Yes, your phone is rubbish. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What are you saying? This still counts as a caller,
3: um, but we can't but hear you. Is, is, is that better? Yes. Ah, but I'm standing up, you know, on nine toes. You know, what you're doing to me.
2: Um. Okay. My boys yes, are obsessed. They, My boys are obsessed with your foot. They are they want, obsessed with. Do your they foot. want a picture? Yes. I can send them a picture. Yes, yes, they do no, want I, a picture. I, I will send. We'll find a way to get you a picture to show your well, boys. You could take a picture. And you could yeah, send I'm it to co- me. I'm not going to give you their address. I've watched The Bicycle no, 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 Man. Of course yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you can send it to me. And I can go, here, lads, I... have a look at this. Yeah. The, the, that fellow with nine toes is the foot. But was. make oh. sure you take a picture of the foot without the toe, not the other one. They're not interested in that foot. They're interested uh, in the one with the toe that's missing. Fair enough.
6: Okay, yeah, consider it done. Uh, right, I've got this nailed. Uh, good actor.
2: It's not, it's Martin not good actor. It's a, a great, great, great statesman actor. for, a, no, a great actor... Uh, okay. In a crap yeah. film. Right. Martin Sheen, do it... We- I mean, we're doing it again tomorrow. We're doing it again tomorrow. How can I work with that? Really, how can I work with that? What is so difficult about this blooming phoning topic? We'll carry on tonight, along with Monkeys and Films, films that had their names changed for UK or DVD release. Um, Paul's and, um, Stuart's, are they all up themselves? Um, and of course, anything you want to call in. How do we make the general election an interesting phone in topic? There's another one. Oh, 03444991000. Four, and of course, and boy, my, 60% of the callers have, have, have personified this topic. People. Huh?
1: Talk Radio. Oh, 03444991000.
2: Four, Late Nights with Ian Lee. Um, people, huh? Um, and we're going to do great actors who are in crap films. I think we might end up doing it all week. Oh, 03444991000. Four, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, Late Nights
1: Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
1: <clears throat> Bear with me. Here we go. Here we go.
2: Yeah, Breaker 1 9, this is the Rubber Duck. You got a copy on me pig pen? Come on. Yeah, 10 4 pig pen for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear, all the way to Flaktown. Come on, yeah, that's a big ten four, pig pen. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Looks like we got us a convoy. Arizona, noon on the seventh of June, when they highballed over the pass. They, they, they've given me the wrong words. I'm going to stop this because the words that are on the screen are not the actual words to convoy, and I'm trying to do it by memory. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. Let's do this. I'm I'm not reading the words. I'm going to. <clears throat> yeah, breaker yeah, break break one nine. nine. This is sure. sure. the rubber duck. You got, got, a got a copy on me, pen, Come on yeah 10-4 pig pen for, for, sure, sure, for, for sure for sure by golly, golly it's clean clear all the way right to taco pen. town yeah that's a big, big 10-4 pig pen yeah, yeah definitely we definitely got, got the front door good buddy alive. Looks, looks like we got, we got a ourselves con. a convoy arizona noon on the 7th of june when they highballed over the pass bulldog mac with a can on back and a jaguar hauling ass we truck oh, don't know i can do this We, no, 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 this is, this, what, what are these lyrics? These, this isn't the lyrics to the convoy theme. Uh, Stuart, I'll be with you in a minute. Okay. I'm going to have another little run at this. Hang on a minute. Hang on, bear with me, bear with me. Here we go, I'm going to do this. Mm. Yeah, Breaker 1-9, this here's rubber dark. Got We've got a copy on the pig Pink pen, Pink come on. on. They don't say Taco yeah, Town because yeah, they're going racist. For sure, for
10: sure. By golly, golly it's, it's clean, clear all the way to,
2: the way to Taco Town. town. You know? Come on, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big, big ten for pig pen. pen, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we definitely got, got the front record, buddy. Mercy Sector Live, looks like we got ourselves a cowboy. Oh, here we
6: go. we got us a
2: cowboy. Arizona, noon. ah, here we go, got it. Arizona, noon on the 7th of June when they highballed over the pass. Bulldog Mac with a cat on back and a jaguar hauling ass. We trucked all day and we trucked all night Big Benny improving our style. We could tell by the smell we was heading for hell and the devil was dirty Lyle. Comment what the second verse is. the ghosts to the right words. I don't remember the second verse. Yeah, break the pig pen. This is the duck. duck. You, want you want to back off them hogs, hogs ten four about five miles or five miles so, ten Roger. To them, them hogs are them getting intense up here. New Mexico, one I four O, oh, like a textured lizard on glass. One thousand pedals was mashing the medals, and something was up their ass. I could, right, what we're we gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna Put that on hold, guys. Catherine, what I need from you is, can you print off the lyrics to the Convoy, but the theme version, there were two versions. So not the original version, the theme, the lyrics. Can you print those off? Because we're going to do this, Stuart. I will not be beaten by fake, um, politically correct karaoke lyrics on YouTube. I will not be beaten. Stuart, you've called him. What have you got
15: for us? Yeah, um, by the way, I remember you playing that on Absolute, and it's always popped up on my iPod on Shuffle now, uh, so thanks for that.
2: It's a brilliant uh, song, isn't it? It <laughs> is an absolutely brilliant song. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hang on a minute, um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, stay there, this might be it. This might be a better version. Hang on. <clears throat> Let me see, it's in the key of C, hang on a second, just bear with me, here we go. we are going to get there. There we go, why is it so quiet? What the hell is wrong with this thing have you done anything ed what the hell is going on this is the right version oh jeez. and what's this hang on a minute i'm gonna find it uh, oh hang on here's here's a guy uh, sing- who loves
6: will and hold the
10: here's
6: a guy s-
2: here's a guy singing uh, convoy karaoke style at reese's let's see hang on this,
11: oh, oh, That's how
2: this guy's living my dream he's in a bar singing convoy He's not doing the speaking parts on the CB. Lightweight, lightweight. Yeah, that's a big tent tour,
13: big man. Yeah, we definitely got the front door fist, buddy. alive. Looks like we
2: First line in the movie car. is Arizona Noon.
15: It was a dark moon on the
2: sixth of June. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. That's not the. That's not the movie version. I'm not having it. Um, yes, Sir Stuart. What have you got for us?
15: I've got a uh, great actor and a rubbish film. Go on, then. Uh, Meryl Streep's Mamma Mia.
2: Yeah, we'll have that. We'll, we will definitely have that. She is indeed a great actor, and we say actor now. We don't say actress. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know what is going on. I don't know how we, we do these things, but we say actor, and I'm very, very happy to say that Meryl Streep is a great actor. Great actor. And and were you rubbish. What were you doing watching Mamma Mia? Your mum watched it, did she?
3: Um she might have done i've I've never seen it, but oh it looks um, it' didn't appeal to me it
2: looks rubbish it it um it, it it looks like an absolute stinker so um no good choice Stuart we'll have that definitely thank hey, you now listen um exactly an hour ago we had one of your your namesakes, Stuart, phoning in, and um he's kind of soured the mood for stews for me um c- can you do something to promote the good name of Stuart?
15: Um, I think I'm a nice person. I will put it to the Stuart committee to kick him out. Would you do? Right. Would
2: you be able to do that? And what What then? He has to, what, change his name or he has no name whatsoever?
15: I think it's a three-strike system. Okay. Um, well, he had so two let, st- let me know if he calls again. He
2: had two strikes tonight, so um, nice oh, one, Stuart. Okay. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. It's going to go to the Stuart committee. That escalated quickly, didn't it?
16: Good evening, Amanda. Hi, how you doing?
2: Um, I'm okay, yeah. Okay, so
16: we're talking about, you know great and the bad and the films so i've got one
2: okay <laughs> the great and the bad and the film <laughs> and the film i'm everything. worried as to where this so, is gonna go yes
16: it's um it's a film and it's um two
2: words and the first one is <laughs> the <laughs> it
16: sounds like that doesn't it um so it's um there's a living rabbits and hares and it's about two guys that go away and he's a bit of an alcoholic and bit of stolen it's a really brilliant film, what's it called, um, With, uh, with Neil and I? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, did you say rabbits?
16: Yeah, there's a r- really brilliant scene in it.
2: I don't remember, delivering... I haven't seen it for years, I don't remember the rabbit scene.
16: Absolutely, yeah, they're delivering rabbits and hares. Okay, so oh the yeah. the best one is, um, well, or the worst, I'm not sure, it depends on your opinion, really. Yes. Marty Ferguson? Yes. Do you think that's the one? Say it again. Massey Ferguson. I don't brilliant.
2: Know. Who's Massey Ferguson?
16: Well, it's... Well, my ex-husband had one, and it was a John Deere. <laughs> I have Which got you... I,
2: have li- have I I might have fallen asleep for ten seconds. I have literally no idea what you're talking about.
16: Massey Ferguson. Who's Massey Ferguson? A oh, tractor. And he said, yeah, the best tractor in really bad films. Is that what you're not saying? Did you say that? Massey Ferguson was... I'm not sure about that. You're good.
2: You, Amanda. I'm not
16: sure.
2: You're good. You can call again. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) She was good. She was good. She's she's redeemed the show, guys. The show has been redeemed by Amanda. I think that um, With Nail and I is a bit overrated. I don't think I'd enjoy it particularly if I. Here we go. Here we go. Is this, is this, are these the right lyrics? I Let think me have a so. Um, Arizona, noon on the 7th of June when they highboard over the Mac. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got it. We got ourselves a convoy. Okay. <clears throat> That's, um, okay. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. Let's have this up nice and loud. Correct lyrics. Be worth it. Be worth it. Here we go. Yes.
1: Yeah,
10: I'll break a one man. This
2: zero, is the rubber duck. You got a copy of me, me, on me. Pick love
11: machine. Ah, 10-4 pig
2: pen, pick 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 pen sure, for sure, sure. For by, by golly, golly pick it's pick clean, pick clear at a taco pick town. Pick we
11: come out.
2: Yeah, yeah we definitely got us the front and door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive. Looks like we got ourselves a convoy. Here we go. There we're in. mm Yes, Arizona, noon on the seventh of June when they highballed over the pass. Got all this right, Bulldog Mac with a cannon bag and a Jaguar hauling ass. He's ten on the floor, stroking ball, seat covers starting to gain. Now Beaver, you are trucking with the rubber duck, and I'm about to pull the plug on your chain.
10: Yes, here we go.
2: This is the best song ever. This is the best song ever, guys. Help me unwrap the present. I can do quotes from the movie as well.
6: Yeah, breaker.
2: Hey, Pen. This here's the duck again. Uh, you want to back off of them? Go, go, girls. Tim Tim girls. About five
6: miles or so. Tim, Tim
2: Roger. About five Tim miles or so. Them hogs is getting intense up here. New Mexico. One I four O. Oh, like a Texas lizard on glass. One thousand pedals was mashing the metal. Them bears was a walk in the grass. We trucked all day and we trucked all night Big Benny improving our style We could tell by the smell We was heading for hell And the devil
6: was dirty liar
10: There
2: we go Oh, it's all coming back Best theme song ever There we go When we get to the past, we're going to put on our fish costumes and pass out the Vaseline and an extra ration of rum for the men. That should do it. Now, Lyle was a creep. He was tacky and cheap, but he had him a badge and a gun. He hated the duck and he hated his truck and he loved to bus truckers for fun. So he followed the line, and he bided his time, and he watched for his chance to strike. Then he picked on a trucker. Yeah, a wiry little sucker. Yeah, the trucker they called Spider Mike. But the great Rubber Duck sorta run out of luck when he crossed that final bridge. There's choppers and rigs full of guns and pigs. There's wall to wall on the ridge. He showed no fear as he grabbed his gear and he stuck it to Granddaddy Low. Them guns went boom and his ass went zoom and the Mac took a terminal blow.
10: Yeah, Rubber Duck, South Buster, come over, yeah.
2: Say, listen, Big Nasty, we sure are glad you was along on this here run to kick ass, don't you know? Ah, 10-4, I know you can't say kick ass on the CB. Back? Well, that big black mac stopped dead in a tracks when the trailer blew high in the air. There was pieces of drunk and some pieces of duck and junk and debris everywhere. Then the rig took a drink and commenced to sink, and there was no duck no more. But that evil smile from dirty old Lyle shown south from the North Texas shore. Come on! Yeah, it was worth it, it was worth it. 10-4, Pigpen, what's your 20 Omaha? Well, they ought to know what to do with them hogs out there for sure. Well, listen, good buddy, keep the bugs off on your glass and the bears off on your ass. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. This here is the rubber duck on the side,
1: southbound and down. We gone bye-bye. Late night, Ian Lee on
0: Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, yes. Good evening,
2: Jerry. On the side, let me in. Um, oh, nice little bit of. Well, you were you a CB? You were too young for CB, weren't you? I uh, CB. Did you? I uh, had CB. No one uses them anymore. Yes.
9: Everyone's Hopefully. got, mo- everyone's yeah. got mobile phones. The mobile phones have killed CB radio. So much fun.
2: Is there, a, a, CB radio, is there a CB radio app? Oh, no, that's the point. Well so, well, so you could use it like a CB radio. So you talk to randoms. Let's have a look. It must be.
9: Randoms like me. Biscuit and biscuit in a black
2: I want to have, um, Was it, what they call it, a 69? Did you, have, did you ever have a 69? Not a 69, an eyeball, yes, an eyeball. Eye
6: Bring them. An eye eyeball. Um, eyeball.
2: Eyeball, meat. Yes, a meet-up. That's, meet how, uh, how, uh, that's how Eddie Yates, that's how Eddie Yates met his wife on Coronation <laughs> Street was, because um, uh, he, did? he, he uh, asked her out for uh, an eyeball. Eddie Yates. Eddie Yates. Bin man, yeah, 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 bin man, exactly. Unflue, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, CB radio chat ten seven. Hey, there's like, there's there's a few of them. Let's try this one. CB radio chat. I'm going to install it. Let's. See. Over the
6: donuts. Heavy metal. You've gone you've gone nuts, mate.
9: I've got to remember it all. It's all gone. Now. You're sounding um. You're sounding well. Yeah, doing well at the moment. I'm, yep. I'm, 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 but the convoy thing, has got me up and going. It's, good, it's a, a good different song, isn't it? About it's a great album, right, but
2: you cannot buy it on CD. I've got it on record. I must rip the, rip, the vinyl off YouTube. and uh, turn it into a CD.
6: Just on mm. YouTube and put it on the CD. Yes, exactly. That's what we'll do. Hang on a
9: minute. episode about kidnapping?
6: Yeah.
9: And kidnapping. That's just a weird programme that was. Yeah, it, It's it, really, it, very nice.
2: There we go, hang on a minute. I've got CB radio on my phone. Yeah. yeah. Rotel 240. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Don't, right, right, you be quiet now. You'll I'm... be on smack.
10: <laughs>
11: whoa. <Hey>. whoa,
2: whoa,
11: whoa. <laughs> whoa, I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to turn it off.
2: There we go, we turn that off. Um, well, you can get CB radio on your phone. This I is it. I'm on the case
9: already. There
2: we go, everyone, everyone, guys. Um hang on, Download, hang on, everyone download CB Radio Chat. It's free. And my, um, I've made my CB Radio handle Ian Lee. That's what I put my nickname as, so... um Try and find me. Try and find oh, me. Oh, God, that's a dream. Anyway, Joe, what <laughs> you got for <laughs> us? Did you have anything? Did we do what you wanted?
9: No, yeah, Mr. Man, there's a weird... You know, Mr. Man, it's Mr. Tickle. That's right, as you said, what gig you can come to, yeah. Yes. What gig can I come to? What what? Oh what, what gig? gig can I come to to see? Oh well come
2: on um May the sixth. May, May the sixth. May the sixth, yeah yeah, come on May the sixth. I will. Alright, we'll see you there. Um, bye. Ta ta. Um Jay. Hey here. Hey man. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm alright, thank you, Jay. What you got for us?
9: Well, is John Hurt, is he good enough? He's great, he's a great actor. John Hurt is a great actor, recently departed, of course. Uh, I've got a couple for him, Double Bubble, of terrible films.
2: Yeah, 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 he 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 took the dollar every now and then. He was in King Ralph. Oh, mate, I'm not having that, I went to the pictures to see King Ralph.
9: Have you seen it? recently. Have you don't, seen don't it? Doesn't hold up, mate. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter.
2: It, a bomb goes off, the entire royal family is killed, and um,
9: uh, John Goodman is the next in line. Bomb. It wasn't a bomb. It was an electrocution at a photography session. Uh, even better. Even better. <laughs> great film. It had, Pete, it had Peter in it as well. Yep, great film. So, but you're, so you're not having that as a bad film? No,
2: not having that as a bad film. Not at all. No, I went to the pictures for that.
9: OK, OK, there is, there is one other that I had as a backup. Oh, yeah, is in, in Indiana Jones, that came the Crystal Skull.
2: Is that the... I don't... Yeah, sure, they're no, all rubbish. The fourth one. They're all rubbish, yeah. the Indiana Jones what? films. They're all rubbish. No. Yeah.
9: One and three are great. Here's the Two thing, if great? he
2: didn't get involved in one, the Nazis would have melted earlier. What? If he didn't get involved in one... Yeah? The Nazis would have melted earlier. Elaborate. Right, so at the end of the film, the Nazis open the box and they all melt, yeah? Yeah. Right. Well, the Nazis were always going to open the box, so they were always going to melt. So we should have just let them get the thing anyway and let them open it earlier.
9: Yeah, you're right. You just ruined the whole franchise for me. Well, but, uh, there you
2: go. And I—I only know that because I read it online somewhere. I've not seen it for years, and I read uh, that. Never
9: oh, no. look at the internet. That's—that's that's why you never look at the internet. It's a bad
2: place. ruin films. Look at the internet, guys. <laughs> Do not look at the internet. It is not a good thing, man.
9: Yeah. Oh, that that's awful. Anyway, um, would you like me to play a but you can ukulele? Yeah, I'd love
2: you too mate, yeah, I can't think of anything, anything better. Oh three, four, four, four nine nine one thousand by the why, way. But yeah, go on.
9: Why why don't you pick between the monkeys, Paul Simon, and uh well monkeys we'll or Paul Simon? Paul Simon. Okay, okay. Give me give me a second because I do need a little bit of preparation. And now is it best to put you on loudspeaker and then play or what? Um no. Just just put the phone down near me yeah, and play. play and hope. <clears throat> I won't be able to hear you then, but nope, that's that's okay. that's okay, isn't it? Yep. And you just send me out whenever you feel like it. Okay.
2: Well, don't tempt me. All right,
9: ta-ta, mate. Ta-ta. Right, here we go. What's one who's
2: it gonna be?
10: <laughs> oh, he's
2: good, <gay>, he's good. 0-3-4-4-4-9-1-2-0 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, I saw a very funny tweet yesterday. It was the marathon. I forgot it was the marathon. I was very tense for the whole marathon because I'd had a prediction that a bomb was going to go off. I'd had a prediction, and um, uh, and it didn't. Thank God. But I get I get, ve- I get well, this. This shows that ISIS are winning, right? I get very tense during huge public gatherings because I'm scared it's that that the, they're going to, you know, do what they do, drive into someone or blow someone, do what they do, you know, and that, that um, concerns me. So I can't, and also the marathon's boring. So I can't watch that. But the last couple of years, I've taken the boys to see the marathon. I didn't really fancy it uh, this year. But there was a very funny tweet. Someone tweeted a clip of um, a guy who kind of fell about 100 yards from the end. And um, so two blokes picked him up and help kind of carry him the last 100 yards and over the line And um, someone tweeted Isn't this brilliant? This is the true spirit of the marathon And someone retweeted it and said Look at this bloke, he's a cheat He, sh- he shouldn't get a medal for that He should be disqualified <laughs> And he's clearly cheated If you can't do it yourself Then you shouldn't be doing it When I was a kid When the marathon started in I'm going to say 1982 Definitely when I lived in Slough Because I remember watching it And, um, no, maybe even earlier, 81, I'm going to say 81. Um, and, um, people had to train for like all year for it, didn't they? People had to train all year to go and do the marathon. And if you did it, you were considered to be, um, like superhero, you know, proper. Wow. You did a marathon. That's it. That is incredible. You actually went and did a marathon. Wow. I'm blown away by that. Um, And they'd have pasta parties, wouldn't they, the night before, where they'd go and eat pasta to build up on carbs and all this stuff. And it was like, it was a big thing. And I think the first marathon only had something like 5,000 people at the Mars London Marathon, it was. And um, nowadays, anyone can run it. And some people, they don't even do the training for it. They don't even train. you done much training for this? No. And they just go and do it. I don't think. Uh, I think. I think the marathon has lost its appeal. I think the marathon has lost its appeal. I think we should ban the marathon. I really do. I just think we should ban it. And it's all smug. I mean, there's a bloke here yeah, dressed as Mr. Potato Head, and and back again. Back in the day, you'd have someone dressed up as a clown, or you'd have someone doing it in the on the Bernie Clifton um, comedy ostrich, right? Um, But do you remember that fella that did it in a deep-sea diver's suit and it took him about three weeks to do it? What an... He's probably still doing it from 1994. What an absolute pudding. I mean, really. i tell you who I would respect, right? People that ran the marathon without getting sponsored. They just did it for the pure narcissistic arrogance of going, yep, I ran the marathon brilliant what, what charity what, what, huh? what charity did you run it for i don't know what you mean how much did you raise oh no 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 i wasn't doing it for um charity i um i just did it just did it to, to feel good about myself what yeah yeah I, did, I just did it to feel good well you could have got like five grand for cancer i didn't fancy that life support me nah. now the incubators for the, ba- the premature... B- nah, nah, nah. I just did it so that I feel good about myself. That was it. That was the only reason. Those guys I respect. Those guys I respect. And here's the thing. Doing it in a wheelchair... How do we know for sure those guys aren't motorised? Uh, we don't know. And also, hands are easier than legs. I could do it in a wheelchair. Oh, yes, I could. I've got special gloves. And the thing is, if you got really tired, you'd just go, oh, could you give us a push? Oh, could you give us a push from the wheelchair? Yeah, no worries, mate. How far? Another 13 miles. Yeah, all right, mate. <sighs> no worries. You look after the kids. I'm pushing this bloke. Yeah, wheelchair. How far? 13 mile. Flipping. Eh? Oh, four, 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 nine, 03-44-499-1000
1: nine, is the telephone number. Late nights with the end, Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late-night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Evening, James. Good evening, hip, hip, hip and all that, right. how are hip, you? Hip, hip,
2: James, I'm feeling lousy and I'm just going to say oh. to my production team now, can we find a delicious classic interview to play out at the end of the show? Because honestly, I'm getting what I like to call a migraine. So we can oh. do that, we can do that. Classic, classic Ian Lee interview to play out at the end of the show. I don't think me um, freestyling um, convoy helped at all. But the, I thought it was beautiful. It was, got a great voice. It was
15: amazing. It was... I was there. Yep. I was back in the 70s. It was...
2: What you got for us, James?
15: Well, um, I just wanted to quickly drop in first. Uh, I can confirm that Mamma Mia is a load of pony. It's a terrible film. What? What is? Uh, yeah, Mamma Mia, the uh, Meryl oh, yeah. Streep dog's egg. Yes. Uh, oh, it's, it's horrible. But, um, the yeah, the reason why I'd phone in it was people uh, kind of upsizing what you mentioned about people who leave their baskets on the shelf in Waitrose. Oh, people, huh? Oh, uh, the people who leave their shopping trolleys in parking spaces. Yes. The devils.
5: Oh, just yeah. why? Oh, oh just they how, do, they do is,
2: that. Why do they do that?
5: How hard is it? It's just a few a few metres into the little shed thing. Yeah, exactly.
2: Just come on, guys, for crying out loud. Just move. Go, because it, and also, they
6: start rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're, you're driving around the
15: parking. It's a Saturday afternoon. You're trying to find a space. You're, ah, there's a space, there's a space. Oh, there's a blimmin' trolley in it, and yes. I can't get out of the car to move it, because the person behind me will get out and kill me, yes. so you just have to move on
3: oh, yes because
2: I, 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 someone's got to collect, collect in it, it'll always be the old boy <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: uh, it's always yeah. an old boy, uh, you know, when when I retire, I really hope that I don't end up collecting trolleys in a in a supermarket I really
5: they're like 90, isn't that like a maximum age,
2: that
3: those people they, they just seem to be getting older and older
2: it's a lot of, uh, that, and they can really push a lot of trolleys in one go, can't they it's incredible, Yeah. yeah. It,
3: it's like a, it's like a convoy almost, hey. if you will.
2: I see what you've done there. Very clever. Very clever. Brought it back round. Brought it back round. Thank you, James. Anything else? Uh, I think I'm done. Actually, beautiful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey, good news, guys. Good news. Banana Rama are back together, huh? Genuinely thrilled. Banana Rama, a, a, a brilliant group, aren't they? Genuinely uh, thrilled by that. Where is it? Here we go. Exclusive says Dan Wooten of the Bizarre column in the Sun. Exclusive, '80s trio to reunite after 29 years. How do um, how do Banana Rama look younger now than they did the first time around? How is that even possible? I d- I've got no idea what kind of weird voodoo that they're, they're employing.
6: I love Bananarama.
2: Bananarama sold 40 million records and had an image that defined the 80s. Now, 29 years after their last gig, I can exclusively reveal the original trio are to reunite, taking to the stage again in a huge pop comeback. Karen Woodward... Sarah Dallin and Siobhan Fi last performed at the Brit Awards in 1988 after six years at the top of the music game before petty squabbles and infighting drove Siobhan to quit and form rival chart act Shakespeare's sister Um, but the trio have put their differences behind them to launch a UK tour with tickets going on sale this week and have hopes to take the show further afield the reunion has been kept top secret for weeks. But in an exclusive interview, they told how how they are thrilled to be back together, although there are plenty of nerves. What happened to those callers? We had uh, two callers lined up. Where Where have those guys gone? Sarah said, Sarah said, we first had a chat about it over Christmas, and before we knew it, um, the whole thing snowballed. Karen and I called Siobhan. Because the, the two of them were touring for uh, as Bananarama, I think, weren't they? The two of them were doing it, and that, but they're not the Shakespeare sister lady. Um, and things went from there. By the time I managed to, Siobhan added, by the time I managed to come over to talk about it, somehow it had become a done deal. The dates had been scheduled, and we had a photo shoot arranged. It's pretty nerve-wracking for me. It was twenty nine years ago that I left. So I'm rusty to say the least. Imagine that, Paul, Banana Rama. Banana Rama, the best ever original girl band. Well, then let's not be stupid.
8: Okay, you could say Sister Sledge maybe,
2: but Um no, I would say um the Supremes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that's was, a better suggestion, yeah. Yes, Yes, that is a better suggestion. A little bit of thought is all it requires, just a little bit of thought. Yeah,
8: but Bananarama, thinking of an 80, you know, they were pretty... I bet probably Bananarama sold more records than Spice Girls.
2: Um, no, they didn't.
8: Okay, well, just a thought. <laughs>
2: no, they didn't. I think okay, Rama I mean, sold about 40 million... I, I've got a feeling the Spice Girls sold around 100 million, didn't they? Because they were massive in the States as well. I don't yeah, know why they if did make it. were that big in the States.
8: I don't know. But I think Banana Rama did make it in America a little bit.
2: Did they really? I do wonder. Oh, 03444991000. Four, Any Banana Rama fans out there?
8: Can I finish? What made you think you couldn't? Okay, right. You were talking about the marathon. Yeah. It should be banned. Yes, it should. I think it should be banned, and I'll give you a reason why. Please do. Because we call England, this country, a multicultural, non-racist country, yeah? Some people do. Some people all don't. So so why once a year, every year, do we shut down all the streets of London and have 100,000 people chase after five Kenyans?
2: Oh, I see. That was a joke. Yeah, but it's a bit of a serious point as well, isn't it? No, it's not.
8: It's a bad joke, maybe,
2: yeah. It's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. <laughs> okay. Can I now say... Now onto the, now onto the uh, serious part of uh, Paul's call. Okay, you you don't like
8: annoying fo- the phone calls of modern technology that you can't understand. Right. Yeah, you were on about that tonight. Can I just
2: say, why am I getting t- 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 texts from people asking if I've blocked... On emails, asking if I've blocked people on Twitter? I am blocked any... Why have you... I don't use Twitter. Shut up. Why have you muted me on Twitter? I've not done anything wrong. Well, how do you know you've been muted, you absolute pudding? What makes you think you've been muted? What, because I didn't reply to you? Carry on, Paul.
8: Okay. You know modern technology with these modern phone calls, when you put a loud speaker on a mobile phone, you can't understand them, can you? Yes. So, what I think is so much for so-called modern brilliant Technology, it can be usually total rubbish. Yes. The perfect example is yes. when you're speaking to someone on a mobile phone and they're on, they have you on loudspeaker. Yes. You can't understand the word they're saying. Right. That's what. Because yeah. what it sounds like to me. Here we
2: go.
8: Is that they're selling instant mashed potato? What does yes, someone
2: but, selling instant mashed potato sound like?
8: Uh, they sound like the person you're trying to speak to on a loudspeaker because they sound like the stupid alien robot that's on the advert that sells. Example, are you
2: have you got a mobile? Are you on a mobile phone now? Yes, but I'm not on hands free, and I on, don't even put it on speakerphone, and we'll see. I can't. I don't even have a mobile phone that well, does just, that. Look, have a, what phone
8: is it? It's just a, a simple. All I could, it doesn't have a camera on it. It doesn't. There'll
2: be st- a button. No, so it, there, th- there will. I be. don't have a mobile phone that does that. There will be a button. See the green button? Press the green button. No, I do not have a phone that does this. All phones do it, mate. Press the green button.
8: It does, it does not do I do not have a mobile phone that does press, this. They, all phones do it. Not all mobile phones do it, no. Yes, they do. I don't have a loudspeaker loud session. I don't. You
2: do press the green button. I don't have a green button. What button do you use to dial? A button that just says answer. It's
8: a flip phone. A press, the an- press
2: the answer button. It will put you on speakerphone.
8: Okay, I'll try right now. You're just you're telling me that, so it'll hang up, aren't no, you? No, it yeah. won't. I'll try it. Hello? All it says is now enter number. Hello? Hello?
1: Late night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: 344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Are you a fan of banana? Everyone's a fan of banana rather, aren't
7: yeah, they? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, they're, they're a little bit rubbish.
7: They are. They're a little bit like women at uh, karaoke. Yeah. Or singing in unison, but that was their thing, you know, it was cool.
2: Yeah. It was a bit
7: rough around the edges.
2: No, um... No harmonies, no, really. No Just rubbish. only you can set me free because I'm guilty. Guilty. They
7: sounded like they're having a good time, yeah, but they yeah. didn't look like they're having a
2: good time. No, they look very mardy. They
7: look bored, didn't they? They look
2: um, younger now than they did then.
7: Yeah. How's the awesome? 80s for you.
2: It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if we had free tickets, I'd go and say, I wouldn't pay. To go and see them, but if we have free tickets to see uh, the Banana Armour ladies, I would definitely go and do that. I've got a feeling I might be sick. Imagine, I'm not gonna do it in that bin because that's uh, why do it's they got holes
7: in it? Why do they
2: have bins in studios where a lot of presenters are drug addicts and alcoholics? We know that. We know that. Just, I'm not going to go through the 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 you know the itinerary of talk radio, but there are at least seven. Um. And, but they have bins that have got holes in. So if you do, I've puked up in a studio before. I went up with 3CR when I was downstairs and I had that migraine. I know. Puked up in a bin.
7: And you took all your clothes off.
2: I didn't take all my clothes off. I stripped down to my pants.
7: Okay.
2: Um, but most luckily, of who was it who came down? Gail. Now, luckily, Gail, uh, for she's, Gail. She's got sons. Well, my usual technique when I have a migraine is I need to call my testicles. I need to call. This is a great tip for anyone that has a migraine.
7: Well, if you're a man.
2: Well. Maybe it works. Hey, what's this thing? UKIP, right? They're gonna check. What made you
7: think of them?
2: I'll tell you what. Oh, I know. They're gonna check, make it compulsory to check young girls and women they think uh at risk from FGM. Mm. How, right, I, 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 my initial reaction is right, okay, great that someone's trying to do something against FGM because obviously that's awful. But forcing a young girl or a woman to go, even with, For, with the doctor... From a
7: certain racial profile.
2: To go and expose her downstairs to make sure nothing's been snipped off. As a woman, as yeah. a human being, I find that an imposition. You
7: know, and do you know what? It's bad enough when you, do, you have to go and have a smear test and all that stuff. It's yeah. bad enough. You have to go to the happy place in your head.
10: Yeah.
7: But no, not as, as a young girl. And we're talking about little girls in some cases.
2: God, go and have it. How would you make that law? I mean... Um, Same
7: one they're going to make for the beekeepers.
2: I don't think they should ban the burka. I don't l- like the burka. I don't like it. But I don't think you can ban it. Because if, if you ban one style... Well, I mean, you get it, but you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful watching them fall apart and, and disappear. But if you, He hid in his room for ages today, he didn't, didn't he? He did, didn't he? He's a, he's a fruitcake, that fella. But if you ban them wearing one thing because you don't like it, then you can ban women from wearing anything yeah. because you don't like it. I mean, yeah. I don't like... A lot of women are, you know, kind of forced to wear it or bullied to wear it. Some wear it through choice. You know, yeah. some do choose to wear it. I do think it is a um, matriarchal thing that suppresses Patriarchal. Women. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm going to be sick in a minute, Catherine. Why don't you sit here? Oh, blimey. You take the phone cover. Here's here's the thing, dear listener. Um, this has never happened. The cameras aren't on, so don't worry. I think I'm going to throw up. So, Cass, you've got to come and sit here. Now, I know my listeners, right? I know my listeners. They will not, because this is always a very quiet time for phone calls, they will not leave you to struggle, because they like you. They don't like me, but they like you. So here's the thing, dear listener. Even if you've called up before, double bubble, phone up and have a chat with Catherine about anything. And don't phone up and go, really, you tell me you phone up. Go, phone up and just have a chat with her. You know, imagine that you're in, in a very long queue in the post office, um, and you want to have a chat? I, I wait here until someone phones up because I know they will. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Come on, don't let me down. I'm um, could be dying. If I'm dying, um, I want um, I was murdered by Andy Goldstein, and I want this <laughs> you're, played you're in court. you like
7: you're going to So go,
2: guys, come and help Catherine out for all that is holy. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Don't be you know, they're not gonna phone it, they're all tossed. Okay. Here we go. Okay, here we
7: go. Okay, so this is new. Um when was the last time you threw up at work? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Give me a call. Um or Great Sickness Cover ups you've done for a mate. Um, so uh, I don't think I've ever actually thrown up at work, but I have in the distant past come into work very, very hungover and wearing the same clothes as the night before because I'd been to a fancy dress party. And so this was at a time, this is like my first job, this is years ago. So I think legally they can't do me for it anymore. Is that right, Ed? Is that right?
6: Possibly. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. So this was like 2000 and... 2000. And I went to a um, works Christmas party knowing that I was reading the news the next morning like for the breakfast shift. That's four o'clock in the morning, get up. And I thought, right, that means I will not drink. I'll go and show my face and I will go into work the next day and I'll be the only one who's not feeling rough as thing is once i got out i got quite thirsty so i'm there with my mates and we're all dressed up as well the theme of the night was come as what you wanted to be when you grow up now i wasn't going to come in the wonder woman gear because quite frankly they didn't need any more encouragement some of those lads so i went as um miss world 2000 no 1978 so it was like the full hair ridiculous makeup um and you know massive hair tiara sash the works okay and that is how i read the news the next day minus the tiara i don't know what happened to that i think that ended up getting slung somewhere so oh hang on a minute someone's on the phone uh hang on how do i do this you're gonna need to put them through for me all right here we go is that enrique it
15: is hello there
7: oh you're gonna be my hero
15: Brilliant! I can't sing. I'm not a very good singer. That's oh. all right. The name is the name is where it begins and ends.
7: Right. So where did you get? I mean, obviously your parents gave you the name, but wh- you know, you, you don't That's sound.
15: Spanish mum, Scottish dad. Mum used to be a nun. Dad did really well. What? You're yeah. kidding me. True.
7: Tell me the story.
15: Mum had a vision in a small town, Abravesas just outside Madrid, when she was five years old. Everyone was eating all the bell peppers that were part of the money that the town made. She said, don't eat those bell peppers, had a vision of the Virgin Mary, skipped forward 21 years, she was a nun in the Sacré-Cœur in Paris, <gasps> her friend left to become an artist at 21, my mum left a year later become, to become a languages teacher in Le Col Francais in London, uh-huh. my dad, Scotland's 14-years-old Malayan jungle army, skipped forward 17 years, first job interview, Le Col Francais in London, could wow. not find it, Smoke billowing out of the door, found it, found it, made light, uh, it, the kitchen was burning. The woman said, what are you doing here? He said, for a job interview, helped her fix it. A year courtship with my mum. Five kids later, mum clearly didn't believe in contraception. So there you go.
7: <laughs> my goodness. So what happened in between her being a nun and not being a nun? She just decided she'd had enough?
15: Uh, no, they didn't So her friend left the year before to become an artist. Yeah. She left and they hadn't lost their faith. They just thought they were preaching to the converted there. So how about live a life, a normal life, and then tell people about the good news as well? Although her main thing was others that she met were nice people, even if they didn't believe all the things that this particular Roman Catholicism said they should. She thought they were still nice people. Why would they go to hell? Didn't believe that part of it. So just moved on.
7: Right. And did she keep her faith all the way through her life?
15: Yep. And to the end, if you, as I asked her, as of when she was on her deathbed, she's mm. um, like going to heaven, whatever else. She's like, Of course, why are you wasting your time asking me that question? Oh, gosh. So, but gosh. yeah, I'm much bigger than a, a Christian version of heaven, just an idea that there's a bigger thing out there. Some people call it that, some people call it that. Whoa, anyway. What
7: a woman. Go on, tell me what you were going to tell me.
15: I was going to ask yeah. in this kind of setting, not on a news type. Rigged story type scenario, but what do you think about Jeremy Corbyn? And do you read, do you listen to the News Agenda that is absolutely going to get annihilated? Mm. Do you hear the stories that the betting odds are closing? Mm. And if you're anywhere near a kind of pro Corbyn, what they would regard as echo chamber social media world where it sounds like you're doing much better. Mm. Uh, what's your opinion of it all?
7: I don't know, you know there's been so much kind of upheaval in the political world here and abroad recently I don't think anyone can call it, you know you, you get the, all the pollsters being proved wrong all the time um, I don't know, I think that obviously there are a lot of people at the moment who don't know who to vote for because their usual party doesn't seem to be doing what you know doing what they want it to do or doesn't seem to have a chance, but All it takes is for the people who don't normally vote to decide that this is the one. And you get a kind of Trump scenario, don't you, where the unthinkable happens. What do you think?
15: I think if we always bang on about a lack of principles in politics,
10: Mm.
15: then in my lifetime at least, I'm 37, this is the first time there's ever been anyone ever that's uh, been close to standing in even the shadow of a principle. Mm. So for me... It's a complete no-brainer.
7: Right, you would, vote for him, even though everyone's telling you that you know principles are all well and good, but he doesn't have what it takes to, to win, or doesn't have a will well, to because, win.
15: Well, I, I question what that means, what it takes to win, mm. whatever else. It's like, I don't know. We live in a world these days, it seems, where just, being, just having money means you're a winner. What's yeah. that about? That doesn't make any sense to me. And a supposed democracy that we have. democracy's a good trick, is that it's a meritocracy, which it isn't. And capitalism's best trick, I think, is convincing people, one, that it is democracy, and two, that it equals meritocracy. Capitalism isn't that at all. Mm. It's a massive pyramid system. Part of that system is only a few people will get nearly all of it and everybody else is not going to be that lucky.
7: And the thing is, right at the moment, there are a lot of people feeling very hard done by.
15: Yeah, because the system is inbuilt unfair. Mm.
7: It's an interesting one. I don't know what's going to happen, Enrique. I really don't. and I, I kind of wish I had your certainty in in uh, politics I and I, I kind of wish I had your, your mother's certainty in faith.
15: Well, it's the most exciting time because the first time ever, politically, we have a choice. And what I like about it, I've got a couple of friends that don't think, uh, more than a couple, that uh, Labour ever, or particularly this version of it, is a good choice. And what I like about it, there's a genuine choice.
10: Yeah. And
15: actually, if everyone just instead of moaning, just did what they believe. So, if you believe that what Theresa May is doing is actually good, please take a bit of time and read about it yourself. But if you do believe that, go and do it and feel good about it. And if you don't and you believe in something else, go and do that. Mm. And if you don't believe in any of it, go and spoil your paper at least. So at least we see those numbers. Mm. Interesting one. It's a nice choice. It's exciting.
7: Yeah. It's an interesting one. I I haven't got a clue what I'm going to do at this point. I'm hoping something happens, you know, there's some sort of... uh some sort of revelation, but I just don't know. Anyway, Enrique, I'm going to go because to, I've got to speak to Marty in Vancouver, but thanks for ringing up, and thank you for saving my ass. Here's Marty. Hiya, Marty.
13: All right Cass. How are you doing? I'm
7: all right, thank you. Thanks for ringing in. What did you want to say?
13: Nothing. Oh, well, I was just trying to fill some time for you. You're a good one. Uh, While Ian was away.
7: <laughs> so are you at work at the moment?
13: I am at work, yeah. Well, I'm not really actually doing much work today. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, uh, what, the, <laughs> if, what I, time I is it what time is it there because, because
7: to, yeah I was going to say because you phone us uh, quite a bit from work and it always seems pretty quiet in the background
13: yeah well I work in my own office so oh. that's and then, then I have the door shut when I speak to you guys so it's four o'clock right now so I got an hour to go
7: right so they think you're Thank being you very busy and important
13: and actually, you're on the phone yes. to
7: this. Yeah,
13: and, and I I look really important right now. I'm like tapping on my keyboard, like it looks like I'm doing stuff, but I'm not really.
7: Excellent. We've all done that <laughs> maneuver.
13: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, since um, since James came back to talk radio, and then since I found uh, your guys' show, I mean, I'm literally getting not much done at work between eleven and five. But oh well.
10: <laughs> well, you said to me
7: that Canadian radio is no good. I would have th- I would have thought it'd been great because it's you know, you've got such a big place, you're quite close to America, some of their stuff's quite out there. How come it's not moved over to Canada?
13: I don't really know, Kath, but there, a lot of the... Well, I think a lot of the speech and the talk radios, because that's always what I've been into, uh, a lot of it is probably just a bit too serious. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a bit of lightheartedness. Yeah. And I, when, when I grew up listening to talk radio and, and James Whale and England's back in the day, then... That's how I kind of, that's the kind of radio shows that I got interested in. So that's kind of what I stuck with.
7: There we go. Listen, I'm going to have to go, Marty, but thank you for ringing in and attempting to rescue a damsel in somewhat distress. Well, not distress, a (laughs) bit of discomfort, maybe, but not as much discomfort as Ian's probably in right now. Listen, thank you very much indeed for ringing in. Yeah,
13: well, hopefully. Hopefully it gets better. Oh. All
7: right, have a great last hour. <laughs> Thanks very much. 1000 is a phone number to ring. This is Ian Lee's late nights with Ian Lee. I am not Ian Lee, but hopefully he'll be back and service will resume as almost normal as it gets on this program. Thanks very much for your patience.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB, Talk Radio.
1: We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Tonight, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
12: Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. I wasn't making any sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my a child a little curious a little white live in the moment in you.
2: Peace and love. Uh, Paul is in Stoke Poges. Evening, Paul.
8: Hi, uh, you're back. Uh, are you being sick because you got a migraine, did you say? No. Oh, I thought it was a migraine you were suffering from. That's why you were being sick.
2: What have you called in for the second time, Paul?
8: Because I was going to try and save Catherine because you had to be away. Oh, be in that sick. case, I'll sit back and you can save Catherine.
7: He's being gentlemanly.
8: Oh, because Catherine is I think Catherine should have her own show, you know. She does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yours.
8: Shut up, man.
7: She has her own I show. I have got a show. It's on a Saturday. A Sunday. Oh, it's, 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 it's on I'll well, record it. Uh, it's on a Sunday. It's called
2: Catherine's Racist Rants. No, and it's each not. week she picks a different <laughs> minority. Um, and I noticed last week, Catherine, you ran out of races and you went for lesbians. You did a whole two hours railing against resbi- lesbians.
7: Lesbian you... hamsters, if we're going to be precise. Oh, that's true,
2: that's true. Because
7: yeah. I don't want to, you know, sh- shoot my bolt too soon. Well. <laughs>
10: okay, which,
8: which channel is your... Show on Catherine.
7: This one, this
8: one, <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday. Yeah, it's on, on talk time. radio.
7: It's on talk radio. I think it's on at three o'clock. It's on hey, non- is
8: it pre-recorded? Yeah,
7: or? it's on. Yeah, it's pre-recorded. It's the best of of the week. So um, all the bits you might have missed.
8: Oh, I'll bet um, I start on it then.
7: Well, exactly. It's just it's a start, isn't it? I'm like the Saturday Girl. They're giving me my own little paper. <laughs> but, but, round.
2: But, but, but but here's the thing. When I when I did um, run out, and we will end the show a bit earlier, and we'll play an interview. Um, because I've got, well, I don't know what's going on. Um, but it wasn't, you know... Um, uh, I've worked with Catherine, Catherine for years, and she's done shows, she's presented shows, she was presenting shows before I was presenting shows. Mm. So it wasn't, um, you know, it, it, it was a slight um, burden, but it wasn't a huge burden. It wasn't a massive googly,
7: that. no.
8: OK, can I, just say, can I just say that if she's called herself just a Saturday girl...
2: I is really she strong, like really, is, really strong? Deja vu, man. Really is, strong. Is, deja is, of, is
8: she like the Saturday girl that like is a Saturday girl? in you're the hairdresser huh? doing women, doing women's perms and rollers.
2: How and does the person? She's the Shut up! The ro- shut and up! And I'm saying something much more. I'm saying much more interesting. How does because there's always a kid working at hairdressers, and all they do is sweep up.
7: Make cups of tea. How does that learn them how to cut hairs? I think they have lessons as well. Oh
2: okay. Okay. Have you ever been to what? one of those um training nights? nights? No. no way. Why would you fr- discounted haircut haircut's only a fiver?
7: I don't know why. I'm so precious about it. No, you pay for your haircut,
2: a fiver. No, ma- At no. the
8: student
7: nights, yeah. Because my mum used to cut my fringe and everyone knew about it the day after. Flipping heck. It like... My mum
8: used to cut my hair and put a bowl around my head and give me a bowl cut. No, cup, she yeah. never. That never actually
2: she did, happened. She yeah. actually did that.
7: But my fringe used to look like it had been done with a knife and fork.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, we used to have a woman come round. Carol Pratchett. And she would come round. She was a trained hairdresser. She's glamorous? No. Um, she's a nice a lady. A mobile right? hairdresser. Yeah. Yeah. Except she, she worked, I think she worked in, she used to work in a salon, but she had, a, she had the scissors and she'd come round, she'd come round our house once every two months and cut mine and my sister's and my mum's hair, right? But I, I look at the pictures of them, they're the worst. She couldn't cut hair. I remember we'd sit in the living room on the chair and I'd wash my hair in the kitchen sink and, yeah. and she couldn't cut hair at okay. all. Can I say now, my mum was obsessed.
8: Every day I got home from school, I used to have to, I used to, have to sit down in the kitchen on the kitchen stool and have the knit check. Every, every day. day? Every day, straight away. That,
2: since expl- I got that home explains from a
1: lot.
7: That is nothing. There was a girl at my school whose mum became famous amongst the other mums uh-uh. because when she had friends over to play, she would check their hair before she allowed them in the house. Wow, yeah, yeah. Bicycle yeah. man.
8: Do you remember having to have your hair washed in that horrible smelling shampoo? No, because vosin? I, n- I never had nips. Oh, I did. No, not mm-hmm. nips. But you used to have your hair washed in Friday night in vosin.
2: Vosin was and delicious. Hey, I was still using. Was I was
7: still using vosin when I went to college. Vosin.
2: is vosin still going? It's a bit like fairy liquid, but it was good. I used to like vosin. They
7: changed the formulation. I used yeah.
2: to like the shape of the bottle. Mm-hmm.
7: It's like yeah, a tear. Yeah, it was good
2: shape. Like it was like a woman's body, wasn't it? It was well, like a tear.
7: was like a pear-shaped woman. Yeah, yeah. like yeah.
2: You're thinking of Matey. matey. Oh, ma- uh, ma- <laughs> yeah, the Matey, matey bubble bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was Mrs. Matey. Here's the thing, right? When when I was a kid, we were taught up, we were brought up to respect Matey and Mrs. Matey, mm-hmm. and you only put... Mummy uh, would only put a drop in, right?
10: Yeah,
8: only a drop, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the kid, the, the kid... If I buy Matey or Mrs. Matey, the kids go nuts and they just pour it all in. I'll go, well... You've wasted them. A dropper, only drop of matey you to like, why yeah. not like... Yeah, well, they pour it in. Th- this is the problem with today's generation. They poured it all in, and I tell yeah. them off.
7: My lot can't have anything like that. It makes them go bobbly. <laughs> so it makes them go funny. <laughs> sod bloody, oh, yeah,
2: bloody Raydox. Yeah, sod bloody Raydox. That <laughs> should be their slogan. Sod bloody Raydox.
7: By Gel. <laughs> My friend's um, dad used to work for Beecham's, and he had a garage full of Fengel. And you know what you knew what you're going to get. Yeah, Ben Gel.
8: It was like. Do you know the, what company makes. Raydox. Sorry, I
2: forgot we got Paul on the line. He's not interested <laughs> Do you know in hearing us. What company makes No, I don't. ICI. They're based,
8: they're based on the Bath Road in, in Slough. Right, okay. Well, so company, who makes in, it then?
7: Jeff, Rod. Sarah Lee.
8: The people that make the frozen cream cakes, yeah. Well, no, they don't.
2: Radox make. Are made by Sarah Lee. No, they won't. They won't be. They won't be. It will well, not you... say on the back of Radox Sarah Lee. The same. They will... they will have the same parent company. It will be the same parent company. Yeah. Yeah. They're so a so it's like a different company. Procter
7: and Gamble or something. Yeah.
2: Isn't it? Different company, buddy. But
8: the Sarah Lee that are on no. no. Bath Road in Slough make Radox.
2: No. No, yes, they don't. They... No, they don't mate. Go and get me some Radox now. Go on. I haven't got any. Has radar. your mum got any? <laughs> no, she's got whole supers. There we go. Thank you very much, Nick, because your mum likes a good suck. Now, let's go to um, Craig. Yeah, I used to think, see, because I was throwing in to help Kath as well. Well, you talk to Kath. I'm going to sit back because I feel terrible.
7: Oh don't. you look terrible as well. They,
2: they oh. you, you can talk, sweet cheeks.
7: Oh, I didn't mean it rude. I just meant you look ill, I'm tripping eh?
2: I'm tripping, man. All right, Craig. Yeah, um, for the first time ever. For the first time ever in my broadcasting career, I've I've put a jacket on and I've asked for the studio temperature to be increased.
7: Yeah, because normally he likes it so cold that and I'm still freezing. everything in mine is sticking out on end. Anyway, well, Craig, over to, you, over to you.
4: Yeah, I had to a tomorrow. story about illness and it was slightly related to work. In my previous uh, existence, about like twenty years ago, I was in in, in accounts. I ran an. Can account. I just
2: say? Can I just say? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Last thing, and then you tell this. Right, you talk to Kat. Lane has tweeted me. Right.
10: mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. I had a massive ghoulie once. Very scared. I'll ring in and tell you about it. Don't bother. I don't. I don't want to hear about <laughs> Lane's massive gooley.
10: Does
7: he
2: mean a testicle? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't bother, Lane. That's that's plenty. You've told us plenty. It's enough. Thank you. Carry on, Craig.
4: Yeah, in the early 90s, I ran, like, an accounts department for a photocopying company. Oh, yeah, sexy. And, uh, like, it was, I was into grunge and all that, you know, I was, uh, well, I would have been late 20s. Okay. And uh, I busted both my toes, oh. uh, dancing to Nirvana. Yeah. Which toes? The uh, the outside, the, the little toes on both feet Which are the same. Which
2: Nirvana, one? the uh, English one from the 60s or the grungy one from the 80s? The grungy one. And what song was it?
4: Oh, it was, it was the Nevermind album. Oh, yeah. but I like the Bleach album the most.
2: Oh, there yeah. we go. So he's a real? He's real. He's real. The purest. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I had these broken toes. Yeah, right, but yeah. it doesn't
7: matter if it's your little toe because you can't Your little toe, you to-
2: toe breaks seven times a year.
4: Yeah, it it, it was the metatarsal. So it, it was up the foot. It was. It wasn't well, that's not the a toe. End. They're
2: ready. We just poke this story. It's paper thin. It's <laughs> made of blue Rizzlers. Just poking through it. Carry on. <laughs>
4: so. Like because I ran the accounts like the the firm needed me, so I phoned well, yeah, in, and you photocopied uh,
2: the accounts
4: no i i I did the the credit control and the payroll and all that oh, fair, fair, fair. so i I couldn 't say I was dancing in nirvana, I had a reputation to be hu- uphold. <sighs> so I said I changed a light bulb and fell off a chair well,
2: that's and you <laughs> <think> that <laughs> that's cooler that is cooler than are well, they your toes you It
4: wasn't to acting the 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 goat in the uh, dancing was it no but like you know i was your witness as well yeah
2: <gasps> you're not allowed to um have a blood so, transfusion for broken toes or lie or oh, lie I that was the thing tokens. right
4: but it got out in my congregation that i <sighs> done it from falling off the chair so i had to carry in the guilt that i had with well, that I there's don't care nothing
2: if... you can do mate you are now gonna go to hell oh no because we don't believe in the hell one hey this is a great uh, this is a great email from mrs charlie jai Mm. i want to bring my radio show to an established platform who believe in their presenters are you that station ed can you phone that number up and let's find out wowzers we're getting people who want to bring their shows to us that's exciting it's
7: very exciting Uh, so you don't believe in hell it just means you won't get fetched up is that right
4: fetched up no i don't believe in being fetched up i would do brought off we're the ones that uh, believe in resurrection to earth. Okay.
2: Oh, right, okay. So,
4: so I had to carry, and I felt really bad about guilty about that for years. Yeah. So I'm glad that I've got it off my chest.
2: Well, you need, it's not Well, us. I'm not a priest, mate. No, it's not us. You, I no. do not forgive you.
4: <laughs> well, that's all right, because uh, I already be asked for forgiveness.
2: For... Okay, well, then that's. Um,
7: is that sorted? That
2: is that sorted. we got, Oh, well, let Charlie, I want to bring my radio show to an established platform who believe in their presenters are you that station sincerely muz charlie jai yeah we are we believe in uh, we believe in our presenters don't we i see some of them oh, i've never seen anybody else who um who works here um we've got 3 minutes you you say hello to charlie jai hello
7: charlie jai hello how are you i'm good thank you we just got your email talked <laughs> and we're intrigued talk to us
16: I literally just sent that email thinking nobody would pick it up until the morning. This is insane. You've and got
2: three you got literally you've got literally three minutes until we have to go to a break. so sell it to us, girl.
16: I run a community radio show. I've been doing so for five years. It's completely free and it's a platform of opportunity for people to raise awareness of their charities yeah. or their positively driven causes. And I'm at the process of going through a transition at Shoreditch radio, so I'm looking for a new platform. Um, in a
2: nutshell, <laughs> I, I, I only understood seven of those words.
7: So, what you're saying is that you've got a show on a on a community radio station, and you're looking for a new job. Essentially, yeah. Wonderful. What kind of thing would you be doing here? Do you think? Because obviously, that's great on a community basis, but you know, we're we're looking sort of nationally.
16: Okay, so my show is an open door for everybody that doesn't have that open door. Otherwise, you know, it's just, it's just elitist everywhere in terms of. The industries you have to be part of a certain group you have to have a certain status already and what i'm trying to do is create something for everybody that doesn't have that what's that needs um, an
2: opportunity to? Have hello that. my name's ian league that's catherine you're speaking hello to. um what's your favorite show on talk radio
16: don't have a favorite show on talk radio i don't have a favorite show on any station charlie
2: what, what do you listen to the most
16: on talk radio I don't know. I don't have anything that I listen to the most on any station. I can't name name, name,
2: one presenter on talk radio.
16: Ah, this is what you're doing. Yes.
7: Yes. <laughs> if our boss rings up, have some answers. There's the tip. That's the thing. Um, it, it, Thank
2: it, you. Uh, and uh, and it is a tip. genuine tip. I'm, I'm, I'm only slightly trying to catch you out to prove a point. Um, well done. You know. Hey, listen, we have no power. We're the idiots that do, do the late night show. No one's listening. Oh,
16: you're not the idiots. You're yeah. giving me great tips.
2: Well, you are. um But, but, but... <laughs> Emailing blindly um, isn't going to help anybody. First of all, you've sent it to the studio email address, so it, may, it probably won't be seen by a boss. Um, Every and,
16: other email address
2: bounced back. Um, and secondly, listen listen to the station, or at least read about it before... Um, well, th- th- read about it, get some names of presenters, and um, and listen to it before you email. For any station. Because yes. I know for a fact that that my boss and any other boss, they would ask those same questions, and, and once they realised that you'd never heard it, they wouldn't invite you in.
16: OK. So I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to come across in genuine either. I didn't want to reel off what I've read on the website or just listen Well, listen.
10: To listen listen to it. To listen to
2: it for too. a couple of weeks.
16: OK. And then you can say
7: you won't be being disingenuous. You will be...
2: Yeah. Listen listen to it for a couple of weeks and then give us a call in a couple of weeks and we'll have another chat. Because I, okay, like, I like brilliant. you, Charlie. I like your style.
7: Thank you. I do. Thank you. you got <laughs> <hoots of butt. laughs>
2: All right, Charlie. Listen, we've got to go. Nice one. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, that's a, a, a little tippet there. Thank you, Charlie. She's she, she nice. Um, we can work with Charlie. We can do stuff
1: uh, to... We can get a match fit. Um, right, so have a quick break. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered talk. night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Well, guys, I managed to go the evening without throwing up. I consider that a victory. It's the weirdest thing. I've got the shivers, man. The, the heating's up and I'm freezing. Catherine, what are we going to... We're we Listen to a classic interview.
7: It's Rick Wakeman.
2: Keyboard player from Yes played the piano on uh, Morning Is Broken by Cat Stevens. Um,
7: Perhaps the most inventive use of pencils in music. When was that? When he was young
2: Oh, yeah. Everyone did that. But the Beatles used to do that. You'll hear it's a brilliant story. But the Beatles used to do that. They'd all be stood with pencils and um, like rollers and things. And, and, and as the tape was being looped around the room, imagine the Beatles and George Martin doing that. And that actual grown-up, you know, the Beatles. Hey, ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Shel Talmy's is coming on. Yes, he is. Um, who produced My Generation, all the Kinks' early songs? He's coming on maybe Friday. Fingers crossed, Touchwood. I'm, I'm beyond thrilled at that. But sit back, dear listener. Thank you, Catherine, for stepping in. Thank you, Ed, for as always, for your magical uh, work. Sit back and enjoy me speaking to Lord Richard of Wakeman. Oh, it's such a pleasure to hear your voice. I chatted to you a- years and years ago in another Hello. life, and it's... um. Uh, it's time for round two. Listen, I'll tell you the reason why you're on my mind, Rick. I've got two young lads who are seven and five. Right. And they love, they love music. They love, uh, kind of, you know, the Beatles and the Monkeys and the Zombies. And we're in my car, and my eldest said, Daddy, what's the longest song that you know? <laughs> and I went, ah! I've got a song on my iPod that's just under 19 minutes long. By a group called Yes, Close to the Edge. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we put it on and they loved it. Really? They, uh, well, this, you sound surprised. Close to the Edge is a masterpiece. You know, it really is one of those songs. And my seven and five year old, they're, they're going, how much longer's left? How mu-? And they were singing it. They were seasons will pass you, but they were singing it and well, absolutely right. loving it. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> it's so good. How did, I, 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 I'm going to jump all over the place if you don't that's mind, right. but what are your memories of Close to the Edge? Because that's how like I got that. into yeah. you.
17: I've got a lot of memories from close to the edge. We uh, we wanted to do the the second album. We start we we started talking about it after we did the Fragile album. Yeah, and we decided that we wanted to do one long story mm. uh, a, 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 as as a piece, which obviously meant John writing some lyrics that nobody could understand, but <laughs> uh, but, uh, but would work. And we wanted it to be a lot in a lot of musical sections. Yeah, and. Um, there was There was a few things that we'd you know that we'd sort of thought about and talked about uh, one was uh use of the old church organ yeah you know it, it, because it was there 's always a thing when you 're doing music of how how you can build and you can you know you can add guitars and you can add keyboards you can add all sorts of things but suddenly there 's two things that suddenly will just take you to another stratosphere mm. one one is the church organ and another one is the choir. You throw those on and you're in you're in a second heaven. So we we decided that certainly there was going to be some church organ uh, to do, and I uh, and I'd worked on a few church organs over the years. So there was a few that I knew recorded well. So that that was a something that we knew we were going to throw in somewhere. Yeah. We also wanted to have um, I know some staff. Some simplicity, which sounds ridiculous for yes, but we wanted to have things where, where there were things where there was very little playing and just John's voice. Yeah. And then suddenly it goes completely berserk. Uh, that was the plan. Lots and lots of what we call colour, light and shade. And the the opening bit was interesting because we wanted to... Uh, create what we lovingly used to call the sparkle tape, mm. and and there was there was no wonderful boxes or machines back then that you could you could do that with. Uh, you know, you you had to create everything, I and mean, this was all done on sixteen
1: tracks.
10: Yeah, back then, of course. It
17: was. So we went out with uh, Revox tape recorders, and we recorded everything from bell bells to birds.
1: You went
2: out and did it yourselves.
17: Yeah, to oh, birds, to, wow. to 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 wind noises, yeah. to water. All sorts of things, and we recorded all this. Came back, we put it on a 16 track, and then we mixed it onto uh, onto a quarter inch. But then the problem was we had to put it back onto the 16 track. So we formed what was what was you would call these days a loop tape, which is where we joined about 200 foot of tape together, yeah, and ran it off of the machine. And we had pencils sticking in holes. In I've
2: the heard tape. legends of, of bands doing this in the 60s and the yeah. 70s. It's actually happened. So, some, actually you'd be... Did, and it went all... We all had our own
17: pencils to keep the table things <laughs> going around, and, and we did. And the, the... Well, the thing that's ridiculous is... Well, it's not ridiculous, really. It was that wonderful period of time where musicians were ahead of technology. So yeah. you had to find a way of making it work. Yeah. And it... The whole thing, I think, took us about two weeks to do. Wow. Non-stop of work. When... Back in 2002, we decided to play close to the edge again. Mm. With uh, the equipment I had, they said, "Oh, you sort out the sparkle tape?" I said, "Yeah," and I think it took me about eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: do you know which one was the more fun? Oh, I've, I've called the one where you're standing around with pencils, Absolutely of course. Absolutely right. I went, when my boys listen to music, I just I want them to enjoy. But every now and then, I'm say, "How does this make you feel, boys? What does this remind you of?" And my youngest, the the first two minutes of Close to the Edge, he said, "Daddy, I think this is what magic sounds like." Oh, that's, that's a that's a so good well, description, you, isn't it? I'm speaking
17: to John in the morning, so I must tell him that he'd love oh. it. I, I, oh, you're, you're touring again,
2: right? Yep. What, oh, yeah. what what do you have to do to be called yes these days? I can never understand it. Obviously, there's some legal thing going on. What what oh, do you have to do, do to I, be I, yes?
17: I don't, I don't know. We 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 make the drifters look logical. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean I, it, it, it's one of those weird things yeah. with, a, with a band. I mean, it happened before with when we formed a Anderson, Broof, and Wakeman. and yeah. How. I mean, if you've got a band of of shall we say A, B, C, and D and E, yeah, uh, and then uh, a leaves mm. and uh, F comes in. I'm yeah. going to get my letters muddled up here. Okay. Then B leaves and G comes in. Yeah. And then C leaves and H. H comes in. Yes. I mean, after after a little while, all of the original letters, shall we say, that people have gone. Yeah. But the band still exists because of the new people that have come in. Yeah. Then the problem often arises, as it did with Anderson, proof and Wayman and Howe, which is where four of us not quite the originals but part of the classic lineup got back together again and there were more of us than there were in the the yes that was continuing if yeah. that makes sense.
2: Yeah it does, yeah. And that was
17: confusing for for the because they went, Well hold on a minute. Um who's who's who? What's what's going on there? Uh and it was uh, and in the end we did one giant big union tour of where we all joined in together, which was hilarious fun. I, I bet that say. was great. Uh, it was very funny. Um, and then, uh, uh, and then it went back to being a five-piece again. Um, um, I wasn't there for that, but Steve and I and Bill had gone. we left, and they went back to a five-piece and went on and did uh, all sorts of all sorts of things, which was which was interesting. Mm. And then, uh, and then we had a situation, of course, recently when. John, myself, and Trevor Rabin, mm. uh, we said, you yeah, know, we want to go out and play some Yes music. And, uh, as, you know, especially you know some of the stuff that we were heavily involved in, uh, which is exactly what we did. We went out last year and toured America. Incredibly successful. Yeah. I mean, I was... Amazed. I mean, I have to be honest with you, the, I was so proud of the band. It was so good. You know, we, we added in Lee Pomeroy on bass, who is... I reckon probably the best bass player in Europe, if not the world, yeah. at the moment. And then also Lou Molino a phenomenal drummer who's done a lot of work with Trevor Rabin, an amazing amount of stuff. Great player, and the band it was good. And the fans came out in they droves, and it was fantastic. So, uh, so the next the next problem came, of course, because we're now we're coming back on we're in England. We're in England. where we go to Israel next week, and then we go come back. We do twelve shows in England, then out to Europe. And then to Japan, and then we're back out in America again. Oh, China, beautiful! Which is which is great. Yeah. But it, what, the interesting thing is. I mean, I'm very happy. We, we've called ourselves um, ARW Anderson, Rabin, Waitman, uh, which uh, uh, well, basically because we couldn't come up with anything else.
2: Hang on a minute! I've got a better one. D-
17: war. Well, do you know we? Uh, I I tell us sort all of a silly thing, and when we do a meet and greet, they say, "Why did you pick on our I said, "Well, there's two wonderful." Uh, acronym or uh, sorry of anagrams
10: yeah
17: and a r a- w which is war or raw, yeah, I said, but we gave it to our management to choose, <laughs> and they're dyslexic <laughs> and uh so that's how they go but it, the interesting thing is that uh, i mean it's a r w playing an evening of yes music and uh it didn't seem to worry the uh, the fans because they just came out in their droves.
10: yeah
17: a-, a lot of the and a lot of them were just saying. Well, as far as we're concerned, you're yes anyway. But to me, yes it yes is the music. Yeah. Yeah. Not particularly who's who's playing it. The only thing I will say is for me I've always believed that you you can't actually have yes music without John singing. Yeah. And it's the same. I mean, I've often said that there's certain bands that, if the singer there wouldn't be the band. I mean, can you imagine Led Zeppelin without Robert Platt? Yeah,
2: you're right. And I, I mean, John's voice is is so distinct and is so you know tied in with the history of the band that absolutely. yeah, that, that that is the voice of yes,
17: absolutely. And uh, you know, as I say, these things like you can't imagine Zeppelin without Robert Plant. Yeah. You can't imagine the Who without Roger Daltrey. You can't imagine the Stones without Mick Jagger. There's certain there's certain mate. You just say take the singer away and you're in, you're in trouble. You know. I mean, unless the singer passes away, as the sadly, you know, situation with, with Freddie, Freddie Mercury yeah. and Queen, you know, there's, you, you can't take these people away. Um,
2: for a while... Um, I'm teaching my again, my Go back to my boys. I'm teaching my kids that all music is music, right? And it, it doesn't matter if it's prog, if it's rock, if it's soul, if it if it's dance, if, you, if it's disco. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm trying to get rid of. correct. Trying to get rid of that snobbery, and for a long time there was a lot of snobbery around that P word, the prog word. Oh, it, I know. It was it was
10: the it
17: was the, it was the, the musical equivalent of porn. Yeah. You know, you know. I, I used to say that people went into a, a record shop. Do you remember the days we had record shops? Oh, I, I so do. And they said, uh, uh, "I'd like uh, 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 some some heavy metal, please." I've just bought this heavy metal band. I'd like. I've got some some great country rock here. And I've got a bit of classical. and some nice folk music I've got. And then, and then they'd look around and go. <laughs> Have you got any prog? <laughs> and the guy will put his hand under the counter, and it'll come up in a brown paper <laughs> bag and sort of hand it over. Like, uh, and that's what it was. But do, do you know, the, the interesting thing is, you see, we're now into generations mm. uh, that don't actually remember the start of, shall we say, rock and roll. So yeah. They can't put a date on anything. Yeah. And so they either like it or they don't like it. Uh, I mean, there's a story that I I, I, I tell occasionally where I was taught a massive lesson about music and it was uh, year 2001 it was and i was i go to south america to play a lot and i was down in south america and i walked out my hotel and this young lad spoke really good english came up to me and he had a vinyl copy of my six viz of the henry the eight mm. and uh he said will you sign this please mr Wake? i said yeah of course i will and i said how old are you he said 16 beautiful and i said uh, what do you like about this old music And he got really quite angry. He said, what do you mean old music? I said, well, this is old. I did this in 1972. He said, it may be old to you, but it's new to me. (laughs) He said, never forget that when somebody hears something for the first time, it's new. I heard this for the first time last week and loved it. It's new. Don't ever forget, whenever you play in a concert, there are people in the audience. For them, it is new. And off he went. And I just took about being hit with a sledge and I went back in the hotel and my drummer Tony was at the bar and he said he said you're right." he said you look like you just had the biggest shock of your life I said I've just been taught (laughs) an amazing lesson by a 16 year old kid uh, and I've never forgotten that. But
2: it's true, isn't it? You know, I go to it concerts is. now, and I t- I, the boys are only seven and five. But I'd I t- I take and see Brian Wilson and and the yeah, Monkeys, and and uh, um, we're going to see the Beach—you know, a version of the Beach Boys—and uh, all this stuff. And and you're right; these songs—I mean, your songs—forty years old, forty-five years old. Uh, th- uh, so many oh. bands celebrating their fiftieth anniversary, sort of uh, around about it's now.
17: Fiftieth anniversary next year.
2: Is it? Uh, yeah. Flip. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. I suppose so. Yeah, of course. And and yeah. That's, I mean, we're talking about Close to the Edge. It sounds so fresh, it doesn't sound dated.
17: Well, you listen to a lot... The interesting thing is, one of the great thing about a lot of bands and musicians and that and things today, when you, you listen to it, uh, they have... Because we all do. We, we don't do it deliberately, but we all take from different areas and uh, areas and eras that we know and, and, and love. Yeah. You, you can play a lot of music that's around today, and you'll be hard-pushed... Mm. If you didn't know who the artist was, whether it was 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know, you'd be really hard pushed to know because there's such a wide expanse of music going on at the moment, which is fantastic. And nobody sticks a date stamp on it anymore. Mm. You know, you you summed it up right beginning. You said you either like it or you don't like
2: it. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot, I think we've lost, with, with, with the end of things like Top of the Pops and, and uh, you know, vinyl and CD sales sort of becoming a different thing, the way we absorb music is different. I think a lot of that snobbery has gone to a certain extent, you know. In oh, it's
17: th- disappeared, you're right, it's disappeared altogether, all I mean, um, and uh, what is very interesting now is that you've got a generation of, of uh, especially young people in that now, who are discovering vinyl for the first yeah, time yeah. and going, what's this all about? Mm. I mean, uh, as you're probably aware, for the last two years, vinyl has outsold all other formats. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of of, of how difficult it is. Uh, I want, we wanted vinyl versions of my camera portraits album, so we we that went in line to be uh, to be pressed up uh, back. I think it was last. May. Mm. And we got it last week.
2: Oh, it's there's, all booked up! I've got a tiny little record label, and, and, and all the vinyl presses are booked up for months! You can't
17: get anywhere near... And uh, there's one guy in Czechoslovakia, well, the old Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic, who I just take my hat off to. Donkeys years ago, when EMI closed down, he bought all their... their the, the, the uh, vinyl pressing stuff.
2: Oh, very smart. Laughing, and
17: everybody laughed at yeah. him. He's now the
2: richest man in Eastern <laughs> Europe. <laughs> you mentioned the new album, or the album that came out earlier this year, Piano Portraits. Uh, y- you're still making albums, Rick, and I was I was wondering why. Do you, do because record music doesn't sell as much as it used to. Is it you've just got this overwhelming urge just to keep making things? Well,
17: yeah, well, it's, 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 it's your, it's your record. It's your diary, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's your musical diary, you know. When you depart this mortal coil, it's what you leave.
2: And behind. you still get that through. We had Dave Mason on the other week, and he yeah. he kind of said, "I don't make records anymore because it won't sell, and I put all this work into it, and we'll, we'll sell a thousand copies. What's the point?" But, but, but you you still enjoy having that thing, having that thing, and people being able to go and get it. Yeah.
17: Well, I mean, I'm 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 lucky that the, the, I mean there's there's so few places you can buy, but you can still buy. You know, I mean. Uh, I mean, piano portraits. I mean, that'll—I don't know. It's already around about fifty thousand or something in the UK. Wow! You, you can still, you can still sell. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's nothing like it used to be. When I, you know, it used to be in the, in the, you know, to get in the top ten, you needed to sell a minimum of a quarter of a million or or, or plus. No, no. Remember
10: when records
2: sold a million copies, a million uh, yeah. copy single?
17: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could you could do an awful lot, but you know, I think. I think that's going to turn around. I think that it's going to come back. I think record stores, not quite as they used to be, they're going to come back because of the the phenomenal interest in vinyl. Yep. And and that, and the people getting interested in the artwork again, and Mm. and reading the notes about what it's all about. And I I think it's it's going to, I I think it's going to be a, Make a big resurgence in in returning things to a little bit as they were. Well, there's nothing I, like. I don't agree with with, with Dave that it's not worth it because it is your heritage. Yeah. What you, yeah, you put the lot of the work in, but it's what you leave. Uh, I mean, if you don't record it, uh, what is there for people to discover in years to come? Yeah. Or, or you know, they, they can't you know get into your head, you know. So I don't think it's a. a, a um, even if it's going to, I mean, I've I've made uh, CDs purely on a selfish level because it was music that I knew it, it, it wouldn't sell because it wasn't uh, a job, but it was something that I felt that I very much needed to to record, yeah, and, and to have it there. You know, I mean, it's what's the point of having a diary if you don't write in it? And and our lives are musical diaries for musicians. So you you if you don't if you don't fill in it all right then there's
2: nothing for people to discover. What a lovely way of looking at it! I, I mean, and, and the thing, the thing I enjoy, which you get with CDs a bit, but you get more with vinyl. Is there is? I can spend literally hours just in a record shop or a record fair flicking through that thing when you stood there and you're flicking through and you're seeing. Yeah. And you mentioned the artwork. Of course, it, the the Yes albums and your solo albums, particularly the ones in the seventies, the artwork was integral, wasn't it? I mean, you really went to yeah. town on those things.
17: Well, Roger Dean was uh, well, he's one. He's one of my dearest friends, Roger. He's he's absolutely. Amazing. I mean, he he somehow manages to translate the music in, into the wonderful paintings that he does. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, to me, the I mean, Yes has always had some decent artwork for other stuff. Even when Roger hasn't done it, but it's the Roger Dean artwork that people associate with Yes, and it's the only one that really works mm. for, for me. Um, he did when I re-recorded King Arthur couple of years ago, and Journey, four years ago, um, Rog did the artwork for both of those, uh, they're just amazing. He's a, he's a clever, but people love all that, they mm. love looking at it, and, and reading all the notes, with no disrespect to CD, you can't read no. anything on those colours, you know, um, it, you know, I've, 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 I've seen spiders walk across it, and been able to read <laughs> it, you know? Well, that
2: was the thing you did, you know, in the 80s, when I was buying records, there was nothing, you would put the record on, and you would sit there, yeah. And listen to it, and w- w- ten minutes in, you'd pick up the cover and you'd start, and you'd you'd pour over the cover. You wouldn't go off and do stuff. You wouldn't be looking at your phone. You wouldn't be what wo- you you'd sit and listen yeah. to the record.
17: And do you know the other thing as well. I mean, I used to go to record shops and things all the time when I when I lived in. in Buckinghamshire, I used to go to I worked as a record shop in Iowa I used to go to yeah, quite a, quite a big one. It wasn't an HMV kind of thing, but it was big. I used to go in there, and I'd go in there specifically maybe to buy an album that I wanted to, and i guarantee you I would come out with that album, but I'd come out probably with two or three or yeah.
10: Because yeah.
17: you'd go through and go, oh wow, I didn't know that was out. Yeah. And then somebody who you didn't know go, well if you like that, did you know so and so you go, really? And you get talking to people, and then you go back and it was word of mouth actually that sold albums, because you'd I say, have you heard this album? Yeah, It's fantastic. And, and also the other thing as well is, that at that time, back in the, in the late 60s and 70s, um, DJs, presenters on the radio, had a certain freedom of what they could go in and play. Yeah.
14: yeah.
17: I mean, people like Nicky Horn used to go in with a. You know, stack full of records under his arm. For your mothers wouldn't wouldn't like it. Yeah. There was nobody saying to him, "Right, you've got to play something from the A list here, something from the B list." Oh, got, you know.
2: don't! I had a, I, I got invited on Radio Four recently to argue with um, with someone like uh, uh, about this. I, I was arguing that we need more personality on radio, and you know, if you're employing people on a music station, then you should trust them to know what mu- you know. You, you, and, and there was a, there was this guy going, "Well, no, the, everything is chosen scientifically because we want we want this A song." and then we want a song from the sea no go in with a stack of records or cds and go right i feel like playing this or i heard this last night and it's brilliant and you yeah. that that personality
17: well we i mean i can remember in uh oh, i'll give you i'll give you a classic example uh i in 1968 i was 19 years old yeah for, for, uh oh, i've you the exact month if it if, if it was early 68 i know, would have been 18 years old but it's a, and i bought the, the the shades of deep purple album yeah and i went back uh where well, i was living up at home at the time with my mum and dad because i was about to go to college and i can remember playing that album and calling um half a dozen mates and if if, if 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 you came here 10 I could probably name him, actually. <laughs> uh, and then uh, who, I said, You've got to come around and listen to this album. Yeah. And they came around, and we all sat around and listened to the album from start to finish. Wow. And that's what, and that's what. It, and we used to do things like that all the time. Come on, this is this. I can remember. I can remember. I trying to think. who it was now. But a mate of mine said, "Come on, I've just got a call to the Crimson King." Oh, beautiful! Right, great. Thank you very much. shot round and listen. And that's that, that's that's what happened. Yeah, it was an amazingly social thing. As, uh, you know, albums were. You went to a you went to a party, and you took albums. Mm. And you know,
2: I've brought. Oh, what you brought? Great! We'll stick it on. It was a huge social thing, you know. Um, you've you've very successfully, and I'm gonna. I guess it's 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 pretty unique. You've made that transition, um, Rick. From and I'm not gonna say national treasure because that kind of implies that you, you're gonna die soon, and you're not. But <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? You've made that transition from being in you know huge, but. It's a, this is a contradiction. Huge but slightly fringy bands yeah. to to being in the mainstream by being, you know, the grumpy old man. And, and I've seen you on the One Show, and I think I've seen you on Watchdog and stuff like that. How, yeah. how, how did you How did you do that? How did that happen?
17: Um, by not planning anything. Yeah, I never, I never planned anything. It, things <laughs> happen, you know. When it, uh, I was, I, I there's a there's a great thing about i mean I, uh, about the word luck mm. you know i always love the arnold I'll, I'll explain why i, mean. I always love the arnold palmer thing when you know the golfer when he was asked in arnold palmer was asked in an interview he just won about his 10th major or something they said "Well, you just won your 10th major arnold uh, uh don't you think you're, you're you're really lucky with everything in your life and Arnold said well it's it's amazing he said He said, it's very strange. that The the harder I practice, the luckier I think to get. (laughs) And also the other one, which is a great definition, the definition of luck, which is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. Now, you do have to have certain bits of good fortune along the way. I mean, I was very lucky in in as much as that uh, a lot of the TV programs that I got invited to go on became hugely popular. I mean, I was on everything for sort of Countdown and through the KO to, you know, I, I did seven years of Watchdog, hosted live at Jonglers for TV. all of those kind of things just turned out to be, and grumpy old men, of course, yeah. turned out to be big programs. Mm. Now, that I could have been on five programs that died on their backside. Yeah. But it was that was. That was, that was good. But on the other hand, you know, if you're ready to go on them and can offer something and have some fun, that works really well. And it's, I didn't plan any of this. I mean, I love doing TV and I love. I'm a great radio nut. I'm a great TV nut. I love. I think they're both fantastic mediums. And it's. Uh, and then when the opportunity came to, to, to be a part of them, I mean, I jumped at it, but it wasn't, I never sort of sat down with it and said, well, I'll tell you what I would like to do, apart from doing the music, I think I'll do, or I'll, I'll see if I can get into radio. Because I think yeah. the moment you say, I think this is what I want to try and do, I don't think you ever succeed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, musically, I mean, you know, fortunately I've done you know the prog rock stuff. I do the, the, the piano shows. I do the, the stand-up shows, which are half, half counter and half stupid anecdotal silly stand up stories which I love doing. Then I do the orchestral shows, the big stuff with the orchestras and choir. You know, I, it's it's uh, it's wonderfully diverse. I've you know have had the chance to write some books and things and you know I've just had a had a word of it. Every day is different. Yeah.
2: You know? you're enjoy you are happy then you're enjoying life.
17: I, I love life. Yeah. I mean I i I, I, I know this it sounds a bit weird. I can't wait to wake up in the morning. It's, it's no, great. Good. I do, I, I'm up at, normally up at half past five most yeah. mornings, and I because I love the mornings to get things done. And every day is is different in its own way.
2: Listen, you have got the album out, Piano Portraits. You've got the the ARW tour, and we'll we'll, we'll tweet all the links and stuff like that. That's all through yeah, March.
17: I've got, I've got some piano portraits uh, dates as well. On
2: what's the- your what's your website, um, that, Rick? And we can uh, send people that uh, our, way.
17: Our, com.
2: OK, all right. And, um, we, 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 so that that sounds like the, the year's pretty much full up so far. Yeah,
17: and if we do the ARW, um, play, uh, 50th anniversary of Yes Music next year, that's... Wow. Well, that's next year. I've got all, uh, <laughs> although I've got one little nice thing, don't I, I did... I did King Arthur at the O two. 2 Yeah. Uh, which was fantastic, fun, with the orchestra and choir, kitchen sing. And I've always had a dream to take it to Tintagel, to King Arthur. Oh,
10: wow, yeah.
17: Um, It's always been difficult before because uh, uh, when uh, English Heritage was government run, um, I mean, it would have been easier to have sort of, I don't know, to have uh, gone to the moon and played it (laughs) than it was like that. But English Heritage (laughs) is a private company now, and. I talked to them about it. They came to the O2, loved it. So the the plan is next July, wow. we're going to take it uh, with orchestra, choir, kitchen sink job to uh, Tintagel, to the ground, to just to some Beautiful. big fields by the car. And uh, I've already spoken to so I thought, well, in for a penny, so I've got jousting tournaments. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely outrageous. So ah, I love a it. Mixture of all of the 50 year
2: anniversary. Oh, mate, listen, I love it. I'm going to try and find... I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to try and find a show that I, could, that I can bring my boys to that isn't a school night, because um, I'm, I'm taking them to everything, and I'm saying to them, if you don't like what I like, that's absolutely fine, but you should experience yep. it, and you should see it, and so far, they've, they've enjoyed the island. Say, oh, say tell, tell John, it, they, they were singing close... A five-and-a-seven-year-old in the back of my car, singing close to the edge, saying, this is what I think magic sounds like, Daddy. So... Well,
17: I'm going to speak to. I speak to John to, uh, tomorrow night because he's in California, that's where he lives. Yeah, and I'm going to tell him that he that will absolutely knock him out. I can Fan- tell you that. Now.
2: Fantastic, uh, Rick. Honestly, such a thrill to talk to you. Any you want to come on and plug stuff, you've you, you've got an open invitation.
17: You're a gentleman and a scholar. So Thank
2: you, mate. Take care.
1: Bye bye. Bye. Talk radio. Join the talk nation.
0: Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll
1: get you talking.